When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These people won't leave me alone. Who are you texting with? City newspaper? No. 98PXY? No, people who are fucking <laughs> making my life crazy. All right. Are you going to turn that off or are you going to leave it out? I just turned off all the sound. And I oh, put, turned oh, off the sound. I just turned everything down. All I right. put it down, upside down over there. And I appreciate that you got rid of that shitty Dolphins phone case that you used to have. The sticker came off. Good. You know what I hate about the Dolphins' new logo? The that looks like a wearing, SeaWorld sign. The Dolphins are wearing a helmet anymore. That was the funniest thing about their logo is that the Dolphin was going to play football eventually. <laughs> He's like, put me in, coach. I got my helmet on. Uh, yeah. You know, how they had to eventually get rid of it because of all the times they tried to strap a helmet to Snowflake and it just didn't work out. <laughs> is that why they had to do yeah, that? Yeah, it was just like... They're like, let's just make it a naked Dolphin. This is too much work to try to recreate this. Yeah, they had just one handyman show up with a hammer and nails. They're like, I think we're going too far with this. We yeah. should just not have the helmet. So a uh, big shout out to Who Are These Podcasts. Thanks for the... Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to end up being yeah. in their intro music. Cuz... TP. Hello, backslappers and cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, a judgment-free show that speaks truth to power. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, host of Comedy <laughs> at the Carlson Cast. It's Vinny Paulino, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks Vinny, for having me, Carl. Welcome back to the show. Vinny and I have a big announcement later on. But first... We're pregnant. Go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise... Link to our Patreon. We put out a bonus episode out every single month. That's only for our patrons. So please get on there and listen to us talk about people who have sex with animals and are very proud of it. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comment section. I see Vic in the Discord. That's good news. You might hear some reviews later today. I'm excited about that. You know, I would say I would be proud if I was able to successfully accomplish sex with an animal, I guess. Yeah. Because it's probably not easy. You get rejected a lot. Yeah. Listen, I'm not very popular around the farm. Today, Vinny and I will be reviewing a podcast called Expeditiously. 
This was a suggestion from Nick Fignilli. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast hosted by Tip T.I. Harris and his wife, Tamika Tiny Harris. And my first question is, have black people run out of cool nicknames? T.I. and Tiny? Well, I don't know what the T.I. stands for, do you? Have you? Did I you think do it's just research? the first two letters of his first name, which is Tip. Yeah. I think so. That's all he's going by. I would go by Tip. Tip's way cooler. Tip's way cooler. That's what I thought, too. Like, well, you don't need a nickname, then. You, you got it. Your Tamika, name's Tip. Tiny. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe. There's a, there's a, a lot of dumb names out there. But uh, look at what we do on this I got show. Nothing. What we do on this show is we break down people's podcasts, correct? And we talk about what's good about it and what's bad about it. And what we don't do is we don't talk about people's physical appearance or their nicknames. However, I have to make an exception today because do you, are you familiar with Tiny, his wife? Yes, not very well. I wasn't either, so I did a little research today. She actually had eye color changing surgery. She, Come again? she changed the color of her eyes via surgery. And I just want to say that that was not what the problem was. You did not focus on the problem area, Tiny. Is that like that Nicolas Cage, John Travolta movie face-off? It's How do you even like do that? that? Apparently it's controversial. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine as well. What do you think that goes for? I bet it's expensive. These people have a lot of money. Yeah, I know, but... I don't have any friends who've ever surgically changed the color of their eyes. They could put on contacts. I've dated girls who've worn contacts. Seems pretty cheap sure. to do that. Sure. I want to start off today by talking about the thing that we teased last week when Crows was on the show. The reason why T.I.'s been in the news recently is because of some information he dropped about his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. And I want to just play a clip from T.I. on another podcast back in November talking about how important his daughter's virginity is to him. Here's that clip. Deja, right? She's 18, yes, right? Deja's yes, Deja's 18. Just graduated high school now. And she's uh, attending her first year of, of college, Ooh. figuring it out for herself. Uh, and yes, not only have we had the conversation, <laughs> oh. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh, you hey. <laughs> I'm done with you right now. So, you know. Uh, do you go with her? She's a prisoner. Yes I, yes, I go with her. Do you go with her? Somebody check on Deja. I go with her. She's a prisoner. We'll go and, and uh, sit down. We'll sit down and then the doctor will come and talk. And you know, the doctor is maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, I have to, you know, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. <laughs> I want you to sign this right now. I need to know if your hymen's still there. So we can uh, (laughs) share information. Do you have anything? Is there anything that you would not want me to know? Oh, okay. See, Doc, ain't no problem. You are the worst. So we got some shit for this. You think? I do think. How uncomfortable do you think for the trip? for ice cream was after the doctor's appointment (laughs) with your 18-year-old daughter. Well, I'm sure it went pretty well because her hymen was still intact. Oh, sure. Had it gone the other way, there might have been a conversation to have. You get two scoops. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. (laughs) It really is. That's insane. And and now he's walked that back, and he has said that he was joking. I've listened to a bunch of his podcasts. This guy's not a jokester. No, he is definitely not. He's not big on joking a lot. No, he is not. I'm not buying that at all. So I wanted to play a couple tips from... A couple clips from the podcast. I said Tip. Yeah. Because that's his name. We listened to a, a podcast 
featuring uh, Taraji P. Henson. Is that the one that you listened to, or did you listen to a different that one? That is correct. I did okay. listen to that. Great. Actress. So, actress. She's the star of that show Empire. Mm-hmm. She was the star of Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. She's been in a lot of movies, things like that. Very well-known actress. So she's on the show, and I just want to play some clips of Tip talking about his daughter and how he likes to parent. And this is him explaining how he would like to parent his daughter. She will get it when she gets And I just want to point out that this is this podcast from January. This is after all this shit blew up and he had to like walk back the statement. Yeah, this is kind of a recent episode. This is a recent episode. Yeah. So you would think that he'd be like, oh, I let my daughter do whatever she wants. And like try to like go in the opposite direction. No. He's leading into this one. Can't she will it. get it when she gets older and she flourishes and she blossoms so because the of the, 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 the because of what you set up. Right. Because of the standards that you set up. Yeah. She's going to look back and she's going to be like, oh my God. I feel like there's nothing I can do uh, uh, short of putting her in a headlock and making her like sit around me all the time. So this is this guy's mentality. He wants to grab his daughter, put her in a headlock, for, I don't know, 18, 19 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just until she's able to go off to college and figure it out for yeah. herself. It seems reasonable. reasonable. It's reasonable. This is uh, the thing about this. Like, yeah. it's really crazy to do. It's not crazy to joke about, but I don't get the vibe that he's kidding. No. There that's are no the jokes on this show. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's this whole show is just him being insanely serious yes. and shouting out what he thinks is profound at this other lady while they blow each other about how great they are. Oh, that's what this show is. That's and, all it is. And I can't wait to get into it. I just want to finish up my little bit on oh, the yeah. parenting advice. Yeah, I'm not trying to screw up your bet. Vinny and I are not parents. Correct. So we have no Thanks business. Thanks to the state of New York. We have no <laughs> business talking about this. This is additional parenting advice from our friend T.I. Because that's why you tune into his podcast, to learn how to become a better parent. This is about preparing them for, think about what they will need five or ten years ahead of time. And this is about making sure they have those things. Not making sure that they are today is comfortable for them. I don't care if it's comfortable. If you got to get up early, get up early. Right. If you got to stay up late, stay up late. If you don't get to do, you don't get to go play on video games, so don't play on video games. But you will get this work. Sounds like a fun time at the old Harris household, doesn't it? No. No. Wouldn't you love to be this guy's kid? He's checking with the gynecologist on his daughter on an annual basis. Come on, T.I. Jr., you're going to. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's checking everybody. You're, we're going to check your behind, man. That's an Adam Carollaism. All right, anyway. Who? The point yeah. is, Vinny, mm-hmm. not only is T.I. a great parent, he gives sound advice on how to parent. And one of the best ways to do it is to send your daughter a meme that summarizes her relationship with her, with her parents and how that changes throughout the years. Yeah. I sent my daughter uh, a meme, and it kind of listed the different phases of life mm-hmm. and how they uh, responded to their mother. Yeah. And and it goes all the way from birth to to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like ages this from this. This is how you felt. This from this. This is how you felt. And I sent it to my daughter when her and her mom was having that phase that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And she kind of was like, yo, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, her and her mom are closer than she and I are. 
Oh, okay. What a so, magical meme. So he sent a meme that fixed the relationship between her daughter and her and her and his wife, her her mother, but ruined their relationship. It wasn't the meme that ruined your relationship with your daughter, T.I. It wasn't the meme. And you know, when he says he sent her a meme, yes. I have a feeling that he just loosened the headlock a little bit so she could get some <laughs> blood flow back to check her phone. Asshole. <laughs> so, of course, our friend uh, Taraji is talking about raising a son. And she's a single mom. And she doesn't know how to teach her son how to be a man. Hmm. And that's a real thing. That is. You know, there's no father figure in the home. But it was weird to me where she went to when she was talking about the things that she can't relate to as far as raising a boy. There are things that my son experienced and will experience in life that I honestly, I have no answers. I can't, I don't know what it is to have a wet drink. You know, certain Mm -hmm. things I just, I can't. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. So I have good news, Taraji. My dad never talked to me about wet dreams. No. Nope. You don't even have to approach the subject. That's a figure-out-for-yourself <laughs> type <Yeah>. situation. <laughs> That's a shamefully put your underpants into the laundry basket, down near the bottom. You know how bad she felt that day when her assistant had to call her from the house <laughs> at, the t- at the movie studio <laughs> to tell her that her kid had a wet dream? We didn't have our main nanny there that day. We had a backup nanny. She didn't know what to do. You want to solve the problem, Taraji? Hire a dude nanny. Yeah, there you go. There's your problem solved. You're not raising your kids anyway, so what's the difference? Correct. All right, one last thing. Or just send him over to T.I. He's got two arms. He can put the other kid in there. Yeah, right. He's only got one daughter. He's got a whole arm that's free. Exactly right. All right, so. Exactly right, Carl. The last thing I wanted to talk about as far as the parenting situation is everything has changed in this generation because of social media. You know that, right? Yes. Vincent? Yes. The the problem is is that there's all this social media communication conversations that are happening, mm-hmm. and when you're a celebrity, people are talking at you and they're trying to fuck with you. But fortunately, these celebrities can handle it. Here's the thing about the double standard with social media. Like, yeah, we get it. We're adults. What about the children who don't know what to do with that? Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? And I wasn't even going to point this out. They are mixing drinks throughout this entire podcast. Yeah. Did you notice that? It goes that? a little downhill towards the end. Yeah, they're like, you hear ice going in glasses. You hear booze getting opened up and cans of Coke being opened and mixing going on. <laughs> yes, you do. There's a but- microphone on the wet bar. But I also find it ironic that you're the guy who's having the issue with it. But that's okay. I know. I could never talk about the problem with production or sound on a podcast when Vinny's on. Nope. Because he always laughs at my setup. Oh, every time. Vinny has a very professional setup. He's got a webcast. He has microphones for the guests. He's got it all, this guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to grab my beer over here. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Can you guys... All right, Vinny, let's get into your clips because you spent oh, some time putting together your thoughts. Definitely on not as much as you did. I'm glad you talked about the parenting stuff because what I concentrated on yeah. was just how damn stupid and shitty this is for like supposedly an interview. Right. Like my show is all about the interview. Right. I have to prepare. I have to like come up with this. This was two celebrities hanging out. Right. That's all this was. There was nothing interesting. Boring celebrities. Boring, Boring celebrities. celebrities. So, like, I want to give you an example of 
just how ridiculous this is. Uh, start with, is that a question? Just listen, are- just listen to how they talk to each other. Yeah. It's so like show busy friends. It makes me disgusted. So you don't think they have a real personal connection? You think that they just like know no! each other? No! We all support you in the culture. You like all of our sisters and aunties and mamas and, and girlfriends and <laughs> baby mamas and wives. Like, like you represent somehow every fashion of black woman in every relationship that any man could possibly have. So I never want you to feel in any way discouraged. I never want you to feel in any way like you're not appreciated. I never want you to feel in any way like you are not enough because you lack nothing. And we appreciate you for everything you've contributed to our culture. And I, I, I honestly, I feel that from the people. <laughs> How awful how of a show is this? Is that? that was 45 seconds of him just saying how you are everything to everyone. Yeah. How insane yeah. is this for a conversation? Well, she sets it up because she comes in and makes it clear that she's going to need her ass kissed for the entire hour and 20 minutes that they're uh, having a conversation. So I almost don't even blame T.I. on that one. He's like, oh, this woman needs us to tell her how great she is nonstop. I better get started on it. Well, here's also why he, under terrible interview, here's the thing that you're supposed to do when you're interviewing somebody. Anybody who's ever thought about doing an interview show, it's really more important to listen to your guest. You don't want to one-up your guest. It's not about your experiences. It's about helping people understand where the person you're interviewing is coming from. So under terrible interview, I think is a good clip to go with next. Listen, man, I know that that the road gets tough, and you've had, you know, a tumultuous day. And I've had a tumultuous few months, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Uh, I've gone through a lot. What is that? (laughs) What? I happened to listen to a podcast that he did recently with uh, Jadakiss. Okay. And I pulled the very first Two question. Two Titans of 1999. Right. I pulled the very first question that T.I. asks. And my question to you, Vinny, is, is this even a question? Lay it on me. This goes nowhere. The loss of a loved one is never easy. You and I both have had our own personal experiences with death around us, you know, all too all too all too familiar with it. I mean, man. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. If the answer to that is yeah, man. My point is, that was his first question, and he trailed off and didn't know where he was going with it. Well, a lot of what he does that I noticed is that he tries to be so profound. Holy like he's shit. trying to make like these deep statements, like he's some kind of fucking Can intellectual. Can I play you two examples of that? I have one, too. You go ahead. All right, let me start off with... How he defines problems. Uh, Usually, no matter how big our problems are, the problem ain't the problem. The lack of a solution is the problem. That's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. That is the exact clip that I pulled. I could not believe I was listening to that. Where's the no shit Sherlock clip? I know. What's wrong with you? No shit Sherlock! That's the definition of a problem is that you don't have a solution to it. If you had a solution, it wouldn't be a problem. You don't. You no don't, shit. Man, you don't say. I'm just over here with this pile of solutions, and I don't have any problems to line up to them. I have another example, and I call this Johnny Cochran-esque philosophy. You know that if you are living by philosophical terms that rhyme, 
that you're probably full of shit. And I have another philosophy. You can't give the most consideration to people with the least amount of information. Mm Mm-hmm. You cannot give people the most amount of consideration without the most amount of masturbation. No, that's not right. <laughs> I messed this up. And for a rapper, he didn't even get the syllables to line up correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of basic? I did slightly better, I think. Master K could have done a better job than that. Uh, All right. Give, it, give Jay to kiss a shot. What else you got? Dude, you brought five clips and I already stole one of them. Now I feel bad. Yeah, Let me play your... Hold on. How was about, that profound stupidity? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was labeled profound I like, I like your name for that clip better than my name. That's good. Uh, and then there's times where it goes into just, I guess this is freestyling. This was also a big part of the show. Here's just a little taste. Nah, I really feel like that, man. That's why I be tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Like, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of it, too. That's just an amazing up. part. He got very excited. Yeah. Because he's, he's not at that level in any other part of the podcast. Everything else is just like, yeah, you know, I know, man, you know, I mean. And then that part, all of a sudden, shoots up to a 10 and goes nuts and says nothing. Not a f- word. Not a thing that meant anything. <sighs> One of the things that I love about T.I. and him having a podcast is that he's very concerned about whether or not his co-host and his guests understand what he's talking about. He wants to make sure that when he says a statement, they're on the same page. It doesn't matter who's listening, if they understand it or not. Well, he wants to know that they're picking up what he's putting down. And I made a little compilation of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, now, you know what I'm saying? You understand mm-hmm. that? You know what Absolutely. Saying? You dig what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know... You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I really feel like that, man. That's why I be tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, you know. You know what I mean? You dig what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You dig what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that completely. And that, folks, is T.I.'s podcast in a nutshell. Oh, that is the summary of his podcast. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of him saying something that means less than nothing and then going, you know what I mean? I'm going to give him... As if he's dropping the mic after every sentence. There was only one thing he said on that show that made any sense at all. Okay. Um, and I don't have a clip, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Do you want to explain to us what it no, was? No, he, he had one statement that I thought was pretty accurate. He says, if you live for the applause, you die by the booze. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm going to have to write that one down. It's pretty good, though. Can I make that homework yeah. for myself? Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. It means that like, if you live for other people's approval... When they don't like you, it really kills you. I get it. So in other words, live by the three-pointer, die by the three-pointer. So you have to turn into sports terms for me or else I don't understand how this works. Yes. Nailed it. I want to talk about the disclaimer that happens at the beginning of the show. Please. This disclaimer is fucking crazy. Uh, Let me play it first, then we can talk about it. This is, by the way, at the beginning of every episode of Expeditiously. Now, the following experience is not a test. The conversations and stories expressed on this podcast are meant to be an expression of purpose and truth. This show, properly entitled Expeditiously, is a free exchange of ideas and opinions. No judgment, no preconceived beliefs, no fear. You're encouraged to share your thoughts and ask any question as long as it's done with respect. And that's through true love and respect for others that we will change the world and speak truth to power. One show at a time. Now, without further ado, this is Expeditiously. I'm Tip T.I. Harris. All right, so this disclaimer is a bit out there. I don't think this podcast is going to solve the world's problems. I listened to a, a bit of it. I don't think it's problem solving. Yeah, do you think that his daughter, when she hears that, is like, 
please concentrate on solving the world's problems. Yeah. Don't take me to the gynecologist <laughs> this week, you asshole. That's a crazy way to set up a podcast that says nothing. There's nothing being discussed that has any value to the, anyone. There is a lack of substance to this. <laughs> yep. When Taraji P. Henson comes in, all she wants to talk about is how she's not getting paid enough. And oh, they sit there. Can we please talk about that? Yeah. Thank you for giving me that segue because I am locked and loaded yeah, on that's, that subject. And, I mean, literally, she came in just upset. Oh. And this, it went nowhere. This is the first thing she talks about. Now, I mentioned that Taraji's on the show. She's the star of a huge show on Fox. A primetime show she's mm-hmm. been in many many movies i'm looking up her net worth right now oh i already have it don't oh, even got it okay, oh yeah cool. I've, I've done the research good boy let's start with this i yeah. work a lot right you do want to know why tell me i have to what i'm not getting paid all that money other actresses who are not black gotcha they make more money that's right so that's why they have the privilege of doing maybe one or two projects a year or maybe okay. sometimes you will see them one time a year mm. know why because they're paid okay so she's decided in her head that there are other actresses out there that only pick a project a year and then take the rest of the year off because they make so much money on that one project that they don't have to work. Right. She's not naming names, but she's throwing that out there. Now, there's one thing I know about the profession of acting. It's that they don't have to work very much. There's They're one just, thing I know about it. Just about everyone in it is a moron. Yeah. I well, do know that. Also... What she's talking about is such a small percentage of fucking people who actually make it in this profession. 99.9% of these people are also busboys. Yeah. And she's complaining that she has to work making movies and TV shows all year long because she's not making as much money. But it's not just her. It's all black actors and actresses mm-hmm. right. because we're not making the money regina king regina king we have yeah. to baby we have to Absolutely. so that's why it looks like we we work hard we have to yeah we have to work hard i mean i think that um i wish i could do one f- movie and make 20 million and oh fit, 10 if i could just make 10 million on one <laughs> flick right i'm chilling the rest of the year but i have to work like this Get i right. have to Okay, so now we know you the can take a year off if you make ten million dollars. I take the rest of my life off. If I now we know the number. I thought that was very telling. She says I have to work so fucking hard. These people are not working as hard as me. And if I could just make one movie for twenty million, wait, no, 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 no that's too much. Ten million, right? Then I'd be good. Like oh, that's wildly unrealistic. So I did a little research. Mm-hmm. First off, on the show Empire. Her and uh, who's the co-host? Terrence Howard? Yeah, Terrence Howard. Those two are paid about the same amount. Okay. They're the highest paid actors on the show. They're the two leading stars. When they first started, they were making $110,000 per episode. Now, that's before it was a smash hit. You know, a lot of these shows go away after one season or less than one season. You got your taxes and your agent's fees. Of course. Yep. Since 2016, she's been making $225,000 per episode. And they do 18 episodes per year. I already did the math for you, Vinny. That's over $4 million per year. Right. $4 million per year. And this is a show that's been going on for six seasons. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she's crying poor. Her net worth is $16 million. Now, I don't know if the internet knows what her net worth is, but the fact that somebody's trying to figure that out tells me she's rich. 
Because if you look up my net worth on the internet, there are zero results on Google. But you know what you will find? Some really helpful how-to videos. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So this whole thing where she's crying poor is wildly insulting to the vast majority of the population. Her and T.I. are literally the 1%. But this is why they talk like this, because it's just the two of them there, and they're both rich people complaining about their rich people problems. But money is a rich person problem? That's what's crazy. I understand people have problems, and I'm not opposed to that. I hate when people are just like, oh, you're rich, who cares? Like, no, we all have problems. But money is not one of your fucking problems, right. asshole. You are doing That's the one that you figured out. Heads and tails better than just about everybody else in your profession. You're literally in the 1% of the country. You're the you're the people that Bernie's pissed at. Do you not realize this? Taraj B. Henson. <laughs> I think he said that. Was getting $125,000 per episode. And now she is up to $225,000. $1,000 per episode. If we could give her 5% and then take 80% and then move the other 15% to the 3%, T.I.'s daughter's hymen will remain intact. <laughs> All right. So I get a little bit concerned when the people who have made it in this country who are multi-multi-millionaires. T.I.'s worth $50 million. You have this woman who's worth 16 at least. And You know, there is something about her point. There is one thing oh, okay. about her point. okay, please. If I could make, if you had to work a whole year doing 18 episodes of a show, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. If you could just go make one movie for 10 million, I mean, come on, Carl, that's wouldn't you point. do that too? That's a good point. Yeah. I know that, that sounds like a ton of work. Filming 18 episodes, that must take a couple of months, I would think. Right? But you could just do one movie and make more, Carl. Holy shit. Don't you understand economics? So, obviously, <laughs> when you're born black in this country... It's tough. You have an uphill battle. I've heard. I've heard. Apparently, there's systemic racism that goes back hundreds of years. And I just get annoyed when the people who have made it, who are this rich and successful, complain about that. Men put us in this position. It's also men out there fighting on Absolutely. Your I'm not saying all men. To you. I'm, t I'm talking before you. Huh? I'm talking about... The forefathers. Well, I'm what, talking that about. That ain't got shit to do with me. That's what I'm saying. Those same motherfuckers held me down and fucked that's me over. That's what I'm too, saying. So. Wait a second. People who lived 250 years ago held you down and fucked you over? You're worth $50 million, T.I. That doesn't add up. I'm confused how, the, how Jefferson was able to do this to you. You have to explain this to me. His last name is Harris, not Hemings. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, okay, so here's the deal. I can't pretend to understand the tough situations that African-Americans have dealt with over the last 200 years in America. Sure. There's been a lot of injustice, so much injustice. T.I., I'm sure that bad things have happened to you in your life, but congratulations, dude. Yeah. You made it. You made it. You made it. You did it. Be happy. I want to tune into your podcast and hear you be happy. That's why people love rap music, because rap music is about, I got my money, I got my paper, right. I'm having a great time. I got to listen to you complain on your podcast? That's insane. And the fact that Taraji then compares herself to a slave, and again, this is a touchy subject for you and I, but I have to point out how ridiculous this is. Well, well you tried doing 18 episodes. <laughs> 18 episodes a season? Yeah. I'll do 12, but 18, you got to talk to my agent about that. We got to renegotiate. Well, anytime you hate on a person or a particular group of people, hate is stemmed from fear. 
This is true. So I can't answer what they're fearful of because we are nothing but good. I mean, we are nurturers. <laughs> During slavery, we, we nursed their babies to the That's point right. where our breast was empty and we mm. could not feed our own children. So okay. why you fear us so much and you have so much hate for us is beyond me. I mean... Yeah, there's terrible racists in the world. Well, no, she's talking specifically about slaves 150 years ago. This is not her life to any degree. It's insulting that she's saying we and our. It's like, no, you're a multimillionaire celebrity. You have a star on the Walk of Fame, for Christ's sake. She's as big as you can get as an actor in Hollywood. This is insane. All she should be saying is, I want to lift other people up with me. Not, we're all being suppressed. Woe is me. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That, You're an asshole. There is a weird perspective. You are 100% right. It <laughs> is a very asshole. strange perspective. <laughs> and the problem with this conversation I is, thought the whole point of this was to lift people up and speak truth to power. Right. Where's the truth to power? They are the power. Right. They're the 1%. Are Where we are speaking the truth to power? I guess. I mean, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, I have a few things to say to you. Yeah, right. So, finally, T.I. says something that could be provocative. And I'm all ears. I'm like, finally, something that might be interesting. Because everything they're saying... It was a snooze. Everything they're saying is so boring. Yeah. And so predictable and lame. And then T.I. says something. And I'm like, oh, I perked up. Like, oh, what's he going to say now? And this is all about... Um, gender equality. Women will never reach true equality. I can't say never, but go ahead, say it. And the reason why I feel like that is because they weren't meant to be equal. They were meant to be greater than. You dig what I'm saying? I feel like women should be treated greater than. You know what I mean? That's why if a woman's walking in a room, I'm I'm, going to offer her my seat. That's why when I make it to the door first, or I'm going to make sure that I make it to the door first so I can open it for her. Boring. And that's why I inspect my daughter's genitals <laughs> with right. a uh, microscope yeah, I mean, and a blacklight. <laughs> not for nothing, but this guy was at a reality show where he was celebrating that his 14-year-old son was getting laid. But he inspects his daughter up to the age of 18 to make sure she's still a virgin. And he's talking about women are greater than? There's a little bit of hypocrisy there, Vinny. A little? Just a little. Just a smidge. Yeah. Women need to be treated be- treated greater than. And I, want to, I don't go around walking around with men in headlocks. I don't do that. And I want to get back to real quick this idea that these people are the 1%. They're living the American dream, whatever that is, however you define it. At the very end of the show, T.I. is trying to end it. And uh, who's the guest? Uh, Taraji says, Are you guys live out in LA now? Because they're from Atlanta. Right. And this conversation happens a little bit uh, on the DL. And anytime you need us for whatever you need us for, please call us. Yes. Thank you. Are y'all out here now? We well, we, out here. we have a house we have here. A house we have a house here and in Atlanta. Here. No, Thank we have a house This has been expeditious. I love that him and his wife are just like, oh, yeah, no, we got a house here. There's a house in Atlanta. There's you a, like uh, to ski, Taraji? You like to ski? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Up to the chateau. Jesus fucking Christ. But at least a guy like T.I. who is a rapper an actor, a producer, at least he speaks so eloquently. This is five y'alls in a half a sentence. Hey, man, y'all ain't living up to what y'all supposed to be doing, so y'all need to get on y'all game. Y'all should be treating us greater than. 
Yeah, that was five. That was five. Counted them. <laughs> we have done a lot of research. There's a lot of math over here on my notes. Just so you know, I know net worths. I know y'all counts. I got it all figured out already. I do all this shit beforehand. It's amazing. In case you were wondering. Did you have any other clips? Did I play it? Did I steal your thunder uh, at this point? No, basically the only other clip I had is about how they just blew each other the whole thing, and that's pretty much uh, we've established. All right. You want to hit that? If you want, go ahead. We support you. Thank and you. we want you to and know. And I support y'all. Lord, man, thank you. And I feel you. it. I feel you, it. You make me, when I watch the, y'all's show, I get teary-eyed because you parent your children the way my dad did me, and I lost him in 06. So I literally, I watch your show to feel a closeness to my dad because you really Sweet. raised As him a like daughter. school. Okay. Weird, right? That actually brings me to a couple other points that I wanted to make. Ooh. So... This woman is the star of a show called Empire. Yes. She's hired as the leading role to act in the show. She doesn't write the show. She doesn't make decisions about when the show will air, how long it will run for. But she takes credit for all these things. So Empire has now ended. They decided to go six seasons. Did she? Was she a producer at all? I don't think so. She directed an episode, which I'll get to. Okay. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, I heard her talk about it. Oh, yeah. She talks about that. But she talks about how she made... Her character's name is Cookie on the show. She talks about what she was able to accomplish with that character. And I but she's it was iconic. $6 million. Dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> and but she's iconic. You know, I made her iconic. There's nothing really more I can do with her. You, you know, did. She will be talked about long after I'm gone. So now I'm looking for what else I can make iconic. So she has made this character iconic even though she didn't write a single line of this character spoke. And she, she says, now I need to move on to the next thing, as if she decided that Empire should end. I have a s- sneaking suspicion. If it were up to her, Empire would still be on the air. So allow me to tell you how that meeting went. Yeah. Everybody was just there like, hey, listen, guys, we have some ideas for season seven. Yep. But uh, this Cookie character is way too good, and she's really peaked. I think we just got to call this quits, guys. Right. What else could Cookie do? Her story arc is over. We're good. I mean, what's better than iconic? (laughs) And they talk about how important Empire is for the black community. Because, of course, nothing's more important than what Hollywood produces, as we all know. Empire has become one of the most critically acclaimed, successful shows for our culture, our heritage, Mm -hmm. in history. Since, uh, what was the first... uh, Bill Cosby, the Huxtables. Great example. That was the first one. So she says two things. She says it's the most important since the Cosby show. And then she says the Cosby show was the first important show for our community, for our culture. And I just want to point out, asshole, that you're forgetting about... insulting to leave the Jeffersons out of this. Yeah, I would That's say an so. That's an important how about, uh How about uh, Good Times? Oh, fuck you. I don't have that on the board. Well, you're the worst. <laughs> I'm just saying. And listen, not for nothing, yeah. like this comparison of Empire being so culturally significant, it's right. like me saying Sopranos was the greatest things that ever happened to the Italians. Right. They're kind of like shitty people on that show. Yeah. Empire. It's like, okay, well, it's successful Italian people in New Jersey. They're very successful. They have big homes. A lot of friends. Want some Emmys. <laughs> Want some Emmys. All right. So here's some advice that is dished out. And I'm guessing this is for Stuttering John. 
Well, uh, the thing about that is when you're a public figure, you just have to go into it knowing that everybody don't like you. Ain't number one. You'll be fooled to think everybody likes you. Again, with the fucking mixing drinks in the background. I can't even avoid that on my clips. Yeah. It's impossible. So, uh, as I mentioned, Taraji is very full of herself. She thinks of herself as someone who has created iconic characters that will live long, uh, long outlive her. And she's starting to direct now. And I don't know if you know this or not, Vinny, but uh, she's really good at it. And you know I'm oh. a directing now. I can't okay. wait to see what you got going on. I'm an incredible director. I- Jesus Christ. You know, the thing that really bothered me about this, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm really into interviews. Yeah. I love to hear a good interview. Yeah. And, like, I think she would be fascinating to talk to if you asked her anything of substance. Right. If she says to me, hey, I'm, an, I'm a great director, I'd say, well, take me through what you do that's yeah, different than other directors that you've worked with. Right. What what do you feel like are the steps that you've taken to right. surpass that? Nothing. He's like, I can't wait to see what you did. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking It's nothing. so crazy. This conversation is a whole bunch of nothing. And they talk about how I can't get the work that I want to get. And T.I. says, well, why don't you just create the work that you want like Tyler Perry did? And she says, oh, I can't do that. I don't have, I don't have that kind of money. Like, well. Dummy, you literally complained about something. T.I. actually gave you the answer to how to accomplish it. And then you said, well, no, I can't do that. And it's like, all right, back to the fucking nothing conversation. That was the only time that they could have said something real and had a conversation. You know, it's so amazing to me how she's talking about, like, you know, how hard it is and all the work. And then it's like, do a little bit of work. Right. (laughs) Just like, no. Right. It blows my mind. So expeditiously... Should not exist. It's another one of these podcasts where you have a guy who's got a little bit of fame. So they're like, well, let's put a microphone in front of you and your wife. And I don't know how many people listen to the show. I don't know if it's popular, but it's terrible. Correct. (laughs) Anything else you want to say? I think I'm done with my clips. Um, Honestly, it's a bore. Yeah. It's pretentious. Oh, it's extremely pretentious. And it's not entertaining. So there you go. Yeah. I would agree with all those things. However, I will say, and I I like to be fair on this show, as you know, it's not for us. This show was not created for you and and me, right? I would love to hear a good, interesting show about, with an interview with her. I would be fascinated because, like you said, she is an actor. Actress, she's done a lot of amazing things. This just isn't it. I I don't know what levels this works on. I don't know anything about this woman. And when I heard this, I was like, holy shit, what an asshole. So I started looking up other interviews with her on, yeah. um, you know, early morning shows and, and late night talk. And it's the same thing every fucking time where she talks about how she only picks roles that are important and change the world. And she's doing amazing things. And no one calls her on this bullshit. Because they handpick who interviews her, probably. Well, of course. And yeah. because, what's Jimmy Fallon going to sit there and be like, take me through your fucking, why do you think you're such a great director? Yeah. Like, of course Tell me not. why you're so iconic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, seriously, she's complaining about how she has to work all the time, but then also explaining how she picks specific roles that she wants. If you want to make $10 million, just pick the fucking role that they have up for Reese Witherspoon and you take it. Just go do a giant stupid action movie. You know, she's been in good movies. Hidden Figures was fantastic. You know, she's been in some good stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, 
Guess what? When you're doing those kind of movies, you're not going to get the paychecks. Meryl Streep takes less money to go do those kind of movies. Vinny, what are we even talking about? Logic! She's been in huge Hollywood productions making tons of money. Yes. Sorry it's not $10 million. There's a very small percentage of people, most of them are named The Rock, who make that much fucking money making a movie. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I know nothing about Hollywood. Why are we even talking about this? Moving on. Let's move on. Let's talk about something I do know about, and that's my friend PJ Philliam and his ability to make songs. PJ, I love you. I'm I, your biggest fan. You can't be his biggest fan. I'm his biggest fan. I'll fight you. Oh, PJ has a podcast, too. You should check that I'm out. i listen to that. So PJ created a song parody for our friend Stuttering John. Are you ready? I'm smiling so big. I know. You're so excited. And I just want to say this to PJ before I play it. Stop fucking posting this shit on the Reddit before we do our show, asshole. You can post it afterwards. He did that? Yes. Anyway. Here what are you, J.D. Harmeyer? You stupid right? idiot. Announcing your engagement on Twitter? What the fuck is wrong with you? See, that one I understand what you were talking about. Yeah, well, here, I, I speak your language. Here is PJ's latest opus. Do you know that I was standing away and I'm going, I wonder what stupid fucking noise Johnny yep. John is going to make? And I knew it wasn't going to be a word. I knew it was going to be a noise. Fucking brilliant. PJ, fucking brilliant. Bra fucking vo. It's no snakes in the grass, but really, what is? That's the best song ever. I was dancing around to snakes in the grass for my house for a week. It's amazing. So... That's a little long. It's a little lengthy. But I needed Suttering John music because we talk about him so much. Yeah. I need an intro to this segment. So I made my own version of that. It sounds like this. And this is what we're going to hear every week from now on because Jack keeps talking about us. Brilliant. Okay. Engage. Before I talk about John talking about us yet again, I have to play. He's been doing these live shows on YouTube where he's just interacting with the fans uh-huh. who are asking him questions. And this was brilliant. I, I popped it on the very end of the show last week because it, it came in while I was editing the show. But it's worth putting in the main part of, of WATP. Hey, John, my name's Nico. Big fan. I listen right now from Gary, Indiana. Can you give a shout out to my friends, Vic and Kaya? Hey, Vic and Kaya, Vic and Kaya. How you doing? This is Stuttering John giving you a shout out. And thank you, Nico. Hopefully I'll be in Gary, Indiana. Please, please tell me, Nico, uh, what is the comedy club in Gary, Indiana? I will, I will, uh, 
I'll I'll send them an email. I'd love to be there too. I uh again, I've only been there once. Well, Brilliant. he's braver than Seamus. That... And can I also say this? Yes. Has this Dumbo realized that he gets emails from Gary Indiana all the time? There were two on that show specifically. Constantly. He's getting Gary Indiana, and this yes. moron has not picked up he's on it yet. He's not figuring it out. He probably That's th- the brilliance to me. He probably thinks it's a connection with, like, Baba Booey or something. He has no idea what's going on. I love it. That was a, a perfect comment. I don't know if you saw this, but he put out a tweet the other day that said, I think I'm going to stop doing these live podcasts because there's so many haters out there. It's like, yeah, John, there's 70 people watching you do this live and 68 of them hate your guts and are just fucking with you. And there's a lot of them in Gary. And most of them are from Gary, Indiana, for some reason. All right. I want to play. um, Not too quick on the draw. On February. No, definitely not. (laughs) Not too quick on the draw. A little slow on the uptake. I want to play. From February 22nd, which was last Saturday, it was the day that we recorded the show. So I wasn't able to get to this because it hadn't happened yet in my world. But this is Stuttering John, again, talking about us. And he's addressing a question that came in on YouTube or whatever it might be. This is a long clip, and I don't normally do this, but I'm just going to play this and we can just pause it. Uh, Shout out to Cobra Commander. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. What is going on here? So this is, like I said, Vinny, we're going to play this long clip and let's just talk over it and pause it and rewind it whenever, you, whatever we got to do for this one. All right. This is going to be fun. Just fucking like these assholes nonstop. Oh, yeah. And I, I did want to discuss this. I'm not going to mention any, any names, but it is so funny to me. Listen, if my podcast is so bad. Okay, let's say it's the worst podcast in the world. Let's, let's say, say that. Fine. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to continue doing it. It doesn't bother me what people think. Yeah, right. But it's amazing how many other podcasts seem to, like, they're supposed to be, like, reviewing and talking about. I'm pretty sure it's just one. Uh, no, there isn't. All these we'll other podcasts, that. yet they they do do mine every week. So I have to take it as jealousy or they are. They love listening to me. They love. Wa- I have to pause it there. You don't have to take it that way. You could take it the real way. John, John says, "I don't understand why these guys keep talking about us. They are supposed to be reviewing podcasts, and even if mine's the worst in the world, why would they keep talking about me? Our logo is a garbage can, John. <laughs> we." Listen to the worst podcast. If your podcast is the worst, we're going to play it every week. We have to. It's the worst. Now, hold on a second. That Those sentences, the words out of his mouth, can't you just hear those coming out of Shavens' mouth? Oh, it's almost the same thing. It literally is. It's the same logic stream. It is the same. All right, so let's get back to this. Now, he's trying to say that we're jealous of him. They love listening to me. They love watching my podcast. They love it. And they are consumed with it, so they keep on talking about it. Because why else? Why else do you continue? Every because it's hilarious, John. There's so much fodder. There's this had. word exactly. There's a word you've never heard of. It's called fodder, yeah. John. That's what your show is good for. And it's not only one. There's a few. They just play my podcast and they goof on it. It's just amazing to me. I mean, if I was such, if I was such a nobody and my podcast sucks so bad, why are you paying so much attention to it? There's six hundred thousand other podcasts. A, you're not doing a service to your ten listeners. 
You got that I, one out easy. I beg to differ. I know. This is what's so funny. Again, he's talking about the formatting of our show. He's trying to help me format my show. Let's just say the most untalented man in the world. Yes. A man that none of us would ever want to spend a second with. Right. Crashes his car into a fiery, just apocalyptic scene in the middle of the highway. Yeah. People are going to watch because that's what they like. They like watching horrible things happen. Even though you are not entertaining or interesting, they love watching people crash and burn. What's funny that's about, what we're doing. What's funny about that analogy is that you're spot on because I do want to watch that, but not forever. Correct. I want to move on after that. And I don't spend a lot of time listening to Stuttering John. The problem is that people send me clips nonstop because he's constantly failing. It seems to me that those people are the ones who are obsessed with you, Joe. There are people obsessed with them, but let's get back to this clip. And B, you're showing that you're infatuated with me. But that's okay. You could be infatuated with me. I understand what fair use means. You want to play a clip, but too, fine. Whoa, that's a breakthrough. Did his lawyer finally just scream at him enough? There's like, it's fair use, John. Yeah. Stop calling me. He finally had a conversation with his lawyer. He's been talking about this for six months. He finally had a conversation. He understands what fair use means. Good. We're getting somewhere. Proud of you. Proud of you. Don't play the whole thing. Then I'll sue your fucking ass. But it doesn't matter. I don't care. He I consider care. it flattery. Right. Imitation is a form of flattery. So he's way off on this one. Caw, 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 is it? <laughs> Imitation is not what we're doing here. Well, I, ha I have done an impression from time to time. Yeah. We're goofing on your content, dummy. This is not imitation. Imitation is a form of flattery. No, we're telling you you suck at this, and yeah. we're calling you a retard. If we wanted to enter, if we wanted to do an impression of you, John, if we wanted to uh, basically mimic you, people would only be hearing sound out of one ear, out of one speaker right, right now. That would be imitation. Right. Yes, that would be imitation. But anyway, so I, I don't know. That people want me to mention their names and go to war with these people. I don't really give a shit. Yeah, you obviously. Know. I know, you know, one of the guys is some loser in Rochester. Fucking, you know, you know, who you know works for some fucking marketing fucking company. He's just a dick bag. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and this is how this. cool Jim Norton is. And by the way, anybody in uh, Tampa Tampa, Florida, if you're in Tampa, go to Side Splitters and see Jim Norton tonight. He's one of the funniest comics ever. Friend of mine. So he's gonna recount the story of when I went on the chip show goofed on stuttering john and jim out of a courtesy called john to let him give him a heads up on it he's gonna rehash this again and this is how cool i was on the way to a yankee game what uh, yankee playing the dodgers Yankees were playing the dodgers last year and i'm on the way and i get a call from jim norton and i'm like hey man and he goes hey i just want to just give you a heads up i had this you know guy on my show and he you know i didn't realize that he was fucking that he does podcast trashing all the time and he and he started a trash here, but you know I, I didn't know it. I just don't want you to think it was me. I'm like Jim, thanks so much. I really appreciate that you give me the heads up. Of course, I know it's not you, and you know yeah, I don't give a fuck about these idiots. It doesn't give a fuck about us idiots. It's all he gives a fuck about. He's threatened <sighs> to sue us multiple occasions. Why is he changing his story now that he doesn't care? It's because he learned what fair use was, Carl. I think you're right. Yeah, I love the fact that he says, you know. Jim Norton called me up and said, I had no idea these guys were going to trash you. The reason why Jim Norton booked me is because I trash Opie every week. Correct. He knows I'm going to go out and trash people. Right. It's what I do. All right. It can and go I, and ha I happen to remember 
having a conversation with Jim Norton saying, hey, Carl from Who Are These yes. Podcasts is here at the show today. He's like, Carl is? Really? The guy who trashes Opie? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You want to meet him? You want me to bring him back? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Bring him back here. That'd be great. <laughs> Two like, words away. He cares about me. Right. <laughs> he has a pretty good idea that Carl trashes people. <laughs> I can verify that. Could you imagine if you're Jim Norton and you're like, I want to have this guy on my show. He makes fun of Opie all the time. Opie's a guy I worked next to for 15 years. I know him extremely well. I come on his show and I go, Cedric John sucks. He's like, whoa, you went too far. I wasn't expecting this. This is crazy town. Did Norton say anything to you after about it? No. So we walked out of the studio together. Didn't say a word he about was, hey, Stuttering listen, John. Man, Opie's one thing, but you got to leave Stuttering John alone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he didn't say a word about it. He called me up days later to tell me he was pulling a clip out where I mentioned another comedian's name who also agreed with me that Stuttering John sucked at podcast. He goes, I just want to let you know, I don't censor anyone, but you mentioned this person's name and I don't want to get that person in trouble. Was that comedian uh, someone who co-hosted on this show? It's possible. Yeah, very it's friendly possible. gentleman. Yeah, it's a friendly guy. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> it could have been anyone. I don't know who it was. But yes, I mentioned that that person called me. And we laughed about the fact that Suttering John sucks. So Jim Norton called me not to say you should have talked trash about Suttering John. But just to say, just dude, I hope you're okay with this. I'm pulling that part out because this guy didn't give his consent. For your, you know, for you to bring up the phone conversation. Let me tell you what Carl said. Yes, Jimmy, whatever you want, little Jimmy. You oh, take yeah. a, You can do whatever you want. I'm just so, it was so great. When's the next one going to be? Okay, I got to go, Carl. <laughs> so that's how that call went. In my, de- <laughs> in my defense, and this is literally what I said to him. I said, well, that conversation we had is on YouTube. So I'm, I think it's okay, but that's fine. Take it out. It's fine. It's literally on YouTube. Anyway, moving on. Of course I know it's not you. And, you know, I don't give a fuck about these idiots. They can go and trash me all they want. Just, it just, it just, it just, it just makes me happy that I'm under their skin and I'm in their head. He's under my skin? All right. Carl. But. Let's <laughs> keep it going. Like. This guy is You get the- so off <laughs> knowing that you're in this man's head. You are smiling so bad. I know. It's amazing. He thinks he's fucking with me? In what universe? Is that possibly true? All right. He He's really taught you a lesson today. Yeah, he really has. Did you know that Jim Norton called him to tell him it's going to be okay, buddy? Don't kill yourself because we made fun of you on the show. Yeah, no shit. It wasn't me, John. You don't have to be upset. Meanwhile, Norton's played a character. He can say anything about anyone and just fucking right. play it off like, well, that's not my opinion. It's Chip's opinion. Yeah, Chip. Chip said you're a boring asshole. It wasn't me. <laughs> Chip hates black people and stuttering John, but not Jim Norton. That's a whole different thing with him. Yep. Jim's a really good guy. The, the other day he called me and he started talking to me and going, hey, uh, did you get the tape over to Joe Rogan? And I'm like, uh, Jim? He goes, yeah. I go, uh, this is stuttering John. He goes, oh, I thought it was my manager because his manager's name is John. So that's literally my favorite part of this clip. John talked about me for three minutes. My favorite part is his anecdote is that the only other time Jim Norton called him, besides calling him to tell him that I was on his show trashing him. And by the way, he didn't have Stuttering John's phone number. He had to get it from uh, this guy named Jim Florentine, who Yay! Who then, uh, Stuttering John had to call Jim Florentine to make sure that Jim Norton actually called him. Anyway... The only other time Jim Norton called Suttering John was because he was trying to call his agent and he called the wrong number. 
He just saw John on his phone and hit and it. John immediately said, I could get it over to him for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll get in the car right now. I know I know Joe Rogan. I, I saw him on, on YouTube. <laughs> you got his address? Holy Does shit. Does he need a realtor? Oh. <laughs> Is that That's Jim amazing. Norton? Why would you say that? He's like, oh, I love Jim Norton. He's great. He called me the other day, not on purpose. He didn't even want to talk to me, but he called me. Like, Chad, really? You know, that happened to me the other day, and I've never told a soul. A somebody famous called comedian you? called me, oh, and they no. thought I was somebody else. That's funny. Did they think you were Vic Henley? No, they I'll saw the kill DI you right now. I'll fight you. I'll fight you right now. They wanted to book you for an no, amazing... No, it was just like, I guess some open mic comic like begged this guy to help him get into another room. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, listen, man, did you send the guy the tapes? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what guy? What tapes? You know, I told you, if you want to get in that room, like it was like almost like a like a dressing down of man. Mm-hmm. I go, this is Vinny. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Vin. I love you. That's funny. It was. I laughed You'll all day. You'll have to day. tell me after. I'll tell you later. Was. Cut it out. This is the worst. Okay. But that happened to me. Speaking of the worst. All right. John did another show, another YouTube live show, where he has serious technical issues. Now, this bit I'm about to play you, this clip. Oh, no. Is four and a half minutes. I've trimmed it way down. I've taken out all the dead air. I've taken out a lot of the other noises and things that would have been in this. Just to give you an idea. So this is the director's cut? This is the director's cut. This is to give you an idea of Thank what, you, Deep Discount. Of what's going on <laughs> on Stuttering John's show. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, please tell me you could hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, please tell me you can. I hope you could hear me. <laughs> I don't know. Let me check this freaking thing. Yeah, hello. It says he could hear me. Yeah, you can hear me. All right. All right, good. Anyway, back to me. Uh, the audio's gone, really? No audio. What? Can hear you and smell you. Can you guys hear me or not? I don't know if you could hear me or not. Hold on a second. It's a fucking thing, man. Share audio. Stream, oh, jeez. I don't know, no, no. I don't know what's going on. Let's see. Uh, let's hope this thing still is still rolling. Uh, let's see. Come on, what the fuck? Oh my god! All right, can you guys hear me now? Please tell me you can. You can. He's ever done. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. Let's see. All right. You should be able to hear me now. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude. Anyway, the funny part about that whole thing is that you see, I you see how bad that Long Island accent is. And then he's right back in his bits. <laughs> After five minutes of nonsense and noises and echo. Anyway, as I was saying, these Long Islanders. You know, when he gets a few years older, boy, are his kids going to hate him. Oh, you don't think like, they do Like, technology already? is going to escape. He's like, explain to me how the f- f- phone works. Huh? <laughs> like, I mean, my uh, Wi-Fi. This like, I amazing. can't even imagine. This is amazing. So... 
What does it be like to walk that guy through stuff when he's 70? You might think, Vinny, we've been talking about stuttering John, like this, moving on, what's the next segment? Not even close. Our friends over at Revenge of the Sis, last week I played a bit where they were goofing on John. Well, they have actually received a cease and desist from John's attorney. Did you ever get one? No. Really? They've won up me. Check this out. The dude from Revenge of the Sis, who, by the way, those guys are going to come on the show and co-host WATP in a couple weeks, so we're really excited about that. Our new friendship that's going on. Check this out. He sent me a screen capture. It was a DM in Twitter from John's Twitter account pretending to be John's attorney. It says, greeting, I write on behalf of my client, John Melendez, you have used his work without proper consent and in violation of federal and New York state law. None of these people are in New York state, by the way. Not Revenge of the Sis, not John. Whatever. Immediately remove all of Mr. Melendez's videos from your YouTube channel. Failure to immediately comply will result in additional damages. Additional da- damages. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Send confirmation of the videos uh, that were removed via email, and then it lists this attorney's name and email address. So this it's is... It's funny that the attorney didn't want to use his email address to send this. Or mail it like you normally would for proper legal correspondence. You know, he was like, you know, he was at home screaming, how do I get the ladder head onto Twitter? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no way that came from his attorney. Oh, it was a DM from John. He doesn't care. So I love these guys. The, I, these guys are amazing because they went on their show to talk about this. And I have some clips that I want to play. First, this is them talking about John's attorney sending them the, the uh, DM. So that's how fair use works. And also something else, John, if you're going to go after people without using for using clips without their consent, you should probably stop playing clips from the Howard Stern show and the E Howard Stern show on your show. You see, because yep. John, it'd be a shame. It'd be a real shame because I don't know if you know this with this copyright system. They allow for tattletaling. They do. Now I would never advocate never for tattle. this. I would never tattle. Who are we, Keemstar? Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Not. But just letting you know. Now, maybe when you have 70 live people watching, that doesn't seem to be a big issue for you, John, but it will become one. Um, I loved this video because they got this DM and didn't play any more John clips, didn't do anything about his show, just ripped at him for trying to threaten legal action. All these guys do is goof on YouTubers. They have an attorney or attorneys. They've been through this before. John's fucking with the wrong people. Well, not a surprise that John is doing something <laughs> poorly. Correct. But do, what do you think his reaction was? Because you know he listens. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, no, don't call Howard. Like, he just <laughs> yeah, right out. Oh, wait, it gets even better. So they go on and on about how John is actually guilty of what he's accusing them of doing. But it even more so. So here's an example of that. He got an entire video. And he wrote copyright. He wrote copyright at the bottom. Look, you're seeing it right here. Copyright stuttering John podcast. No, it's just a clip of the show. The clip. Yeah, no, it's just a clip of the show. It's an hour. It's It's an an, hour. Oh, it's an episode. It's a whole episode (laughs) of the E Show. Entire episode. (laughs) Oh, John, John, what are you doing, John? Oh, you dumb dumb, John. 
Did you have the explicit rights for the e-show? John, you know, I had to go to copyright. Do you own them? You know, I'm a multiple-time graduate of uh, copyright school. Oh, you got to see the Happy Tea Friends. Here on YouTube. Tree Friends, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe John should have to go back to remedial copyright school. Yeah, John. John, <laughs> does your lawyer know? Does your lawyer know that you're uploading copyrighted material to the Stuttering John channel? I'm going to have to ask you to cease and desist, John. John! This guy is so stupid. He's got an entire episode of Howard Stern's E-Show, an hour long, and he put his watermark over it. <laughs> How stupid is this guy? How do I get that T with the circle? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's so... Wow. It's unbelievable. When The first time that they said something about us pulling clips. Royce was his co-host at the time. Not yeah. Royce from Revenge of the Sis, but Royce yeah, was Yeah, Royce on. ran away, didn't he? Royce got the fuck out of there because he realized that this was going nowhere. And then he asked the girl from that other show to be his co-host, and she's like, no. Monique from Radio Gunk. Yeah. Which is a, about as low as you could go asking for a co-host. It's some you, step... You haven't called me yet, John. It's some step below Vinny. And, and Vinny's out of full-time calls, I promise you that. It's, it's just every now and again when I'm desperate. Exactly. So when Jen from the Jingles Department decides to go to right, the gym. When she's at the gym, then I call up Vinny and say, can you pull five clips and we'll talk about T.I.? Why? You've pulled 50. Did I really? <laughs> Is I that know, a problem? Like, fine. Trust five, me. Trust think. me. I'm, I'm, we're good to go here. We've already gone way too long. The sponsors are upset. So... They've just, and I, I was talking about when they were first complaining about this, Royce said, I don't care that he's pulling clips. Royce had a show where he was playing the Star Wars theme at the beginning of his show, which I don't think that's 70 years old, which is when like a yeah. copyright might run out. It's John Williams composed it. Correct. It's owned by probably Disney at this point. 100% owned by corporation. All right. They actually own John Williams. He has right. to, he wears the goofy costume at the park now. Correct. John Williams can't even hum that to himself. <laughs> right. Without getting a cease and desist. <laughs> Bob Iger's like, uh uh uh. <laughs> so they point something out because they just had this one goof. Like we played it last week. They had one video where they were showing John sucking at YouTubing. And they made fun of him. They, they, they played some clips of it, goofed on him. And this is what these guys do. But because fucking John can't get out of his own way, he had to send them a cease and desist. What did you do, John? You. What did you do? Diseased, livered, bloated, faced, lefty boomer. We probably were just going to leave you alone. Like most things, we would have had some fun and we'd have realized, have eh, a couple laughs, we would have gotten over and it. And then we would have moved on. But now, see, but now, John. I love that part because I'm in the exact same boat. I did a review of John's podcast, I review everyone's podcast, and then we just move on and we don't talk about it ever again. But John couldn't leave well enough alone, went after us, told us that we had no right to play clips, said he was going to take us down and threaten legal action, and now I've talked about him every week. Yeah. And frankly, John, you're not taking anybody down. It's hard to get yeah. lower than where, all of our, where oh. we all are. Oh, this is a great bit right here where they explain to John how the internet works. You want to see, check this out. Here's a clip from 1994 when I made Jackie laugh for two seconds. Why does it say E in the bottom corner? 
<laughs> I don't think you own that, John. Do you? Do you own that, John? Yeah, John. You shouldn't play copyrighted things, John. You shouldn't do that, John. I think you know better than that, John. Um, you also, I want to welcome you, John. I know you're old and you don't know this. I want to welcome you to the internet. Um, I think we'll be your guides. Can I do it? Sure. Okay, Boomer. So the last clip I want to play from uh, Revenge of the Sis, where they just talk about how terrible John show is. Here's another clip of me from 20 years ago. It's so sad. It's the saddest show on the internet, I think. You know what it is to have his lawyer friend from New York write a letter so he could copy-paste it without making sure his channel was clear of the very same violations he's accusing us of? Hey, Royce, I don't know if you know this, but he's not a smart guy. He's a mongoloid? He's very dumb. <laughs> yeah. John, you're out of your element, buddy. you got to just retreat. At this point, you're getting crushed so by everyone. On behalf of WATP, I'm prepared to make you a deal, John. Yeah, what do you got? If you just apologize to all of us. Yes, we'll stop playing your clips. Yeah, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry. I realize you guys are just screwing around trying to have a good time. I got a little too self-obsessed. Yep. I was a little too full of myself. Do and you want I to realized... write a script for him? Yeah. That we can send to him and just yeah. say, if you just read this verbatim, we'll promise to leave you alone. You want to just do that? Yeah. And then we'll start another show where we just make fun of John, but it's not WATP. It's just another show. Bingo. <laughs> Love it. This guy. This guy to apologize. And I want to end the John segment there because it's too much. We're talking about John too much. But are we? Because a new video just surfaced. Somebody posted <laughs> on our subreddit. Uh... And it's from the Artie Quitter podcast back in 2016. Do you remember that podcast? Artie Quitter with Tammy Pascatelli? Turns out he wasn't quitting very well. No, he was uh, very much into drugs at that point. And uh, I just had Tammy on my show a few weeks ago. I was going to say, you're friends with Tammy Pascatelli. Eh. Well, friendly. She tolerated me. Yeah, but she's cool. Very. She's a good, good comedian. She is. And so it was Artie and Tammy, and they decided to have Stuttering John on their show. What a great decision. And I just have a few clips to pull from this because, as we know, John is obsessed with his friendship so with Artie So this is three Lane. years ago? So this is like three or four years ago okay. at this point. And I just pulled some fun clips that I thought were funny, starting with this one. And it's all just goofing on John, of course. You know, both you and I, you know, we've had, you know, tumultuous past with Howard. And I, I think what that... What kind of past? Tumultuous uh, past. Is there an R in there or no? Well, why would you say tumultuous? Why would you say? That? Why, don't you, why would you avoid yeah. that word? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why would you wear a jacket that hasn't fit since you were twelve? Oh, <laughs> oh he bit back. I'm, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to hold for laugh and then we'll go. All right. <laughs> so, John's whole thing is he's always talking about how people are trashing him. Jay Leno was eight years old. He was funnier. Than Dan, why do I come on this show? It's always already trashing me. It's like crazy. I'm, I'm, so this is what I've heard John say all the time. He says, I'm going to guess it's the same reason you do a podcast. It's because you need attention from somebody. He says, he says Anthony Cumia is trashing me. Artie's trashing me. Howard's trashing me. These guys in Rochester are trashing me. He's always saying this shit. There's one common factor in all of these. We're making fun of a guy who has no talent. Correct. That's why we're making fun of you, John. It's called low-hanging fruit. If I were him, I would just look for a hobby. Right. Sell houses have, or John, something. I, he's doing that already. I but know. what I would do is like try to find something you can be talented at. Take piano lessons. Do something. You used to play music. Go play guitar. Something Go he do could something. be talented at. 
I'd be interested to know what that list is. It's a short list. Playing spoons. I don't know what he's going to do. Just do something. So John is talking to Artie about how they used to be on the road together doing comedy shows. And you might guess that John remembers us more fondly than Artie does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that laugh. Stage four. Artie, Artie, you and I went on the road. We've had the best times in our lives. Right. Well, that's your I mean, perspective. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. You can't take a joke now? I'm fucking around. We had a blast. We can't take a joke. We did. We had a blast. <laughs> and then uh, that ended. Yeah. And then you got mad at me for ending it. I never got mad at you. And you were a little bitter. So when you listen to John on his show, he talks about how I made Artie a star. I put him on this show. And then he goes on Artie's show and Artie's like, yeah, remember you were pissed because I didn't want to bring you on the road with me anymore? Like he doesn't know. Artie's <laughs> mad that you didn't want to use me in any way, shape, or form. Artie doesn't need Suttery John on his comedy show. No. Have you seen Suttery John's stand-up? The video finally came I, out. It, it came out and then it disappeared. It's back up again. I oh, watched good. it. Yeah, I watched good, it. Good, good, good. Uh, in fact. He doesn't write his own jokes, does he? The Revenge of the Sis guys watched it and they do a review of it as well. And there's a lot of crowd work. He goes to a point where he's asking people how many kids they have. And it goes nowhere. He's, he's just trying to set up this one joke. He goes around and he says, how many kids do you have? He's like, oh, we have two kids. Oh, okay. How about you? Five. He's like, whoa, these people have five kids. Wow. What are you, a Mormon? You know, just the worst crowd work you've ever heard. And then probably 117 seconds later, he says, I have three kids. I'm a Puerto Rican disappointment. That was what he was building towards that whole time of doing crowd work. Mm. I mean, do you think that he could be maybe a, a host at Comedy at the Carlson? An MC? Wednesday? Maybe get a guest spot. Maybe I don't a know. guest spot or MC uh Well, we went, up, we went down that road to see if we could get John to the Carlson. We should talk about that because yeah. I talked to my buddy Mark about it the other night. Oh, did you? What did he tell yeah, you? Yeah, I went down to see Jimmy Schubert, yeah. who's phenomenal. Uh-huh. And apparently... They were looking for an amount of money that wouldn't work out. It's a big room. It holds a lot of people. Yeah. But the amount of money that John's uh, agent, or whatever you would call that, thought they should make, Mark would have to charge 50 bucks at the door. Well, as the guy who made the phone calls, I can tell you that uh, it was a very interesting conversation. And uh, the guy who was their manager, I think his name was Dante, very nice guy. Okay. But I don't appreciate being treated like I'm a moron. (laughs) I okay. guess is the way to say it. Do you think he's used to talking to morons, being John's agent? Well, listen, man. When you just announced a tour two weeks ago. On Twitter. On Twitter. Please with do no not, dates. Please do not tell me that you're selling out 500-seater rooms all the time. That's amazing. Just don't tell me that. That's amazing. Just say, hey, listen, we're looking to do something. What can we work out? He Vinny, could have had a date. They're literally playing between him and Brian Dunkelman. They're literally playing restaurants that aren't comedy clubs for free buy ten dollars worth of food and you could come in and watch their comedy show well here's the thing we weren't going to book dunkelman and melendez we were going to book ron jeremy that's what mark told me he goes ron jeremy's the only name on this thing i'll 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 put him on the bill right and if ron jeremy did 10 minutes he'll still sell more tickets than those two guys doing two hours agreed so not to be disparaging yeah but the conversations I had didn't make a lot of sense. Right. And then when I was trying to get down to a number, they just wouldn't answer me. 
Like, I'm like, what do you want for a guarantee? And they just wouldn't give me a thing. Right. And then when they finally did, a week or two later, send me an email with the number. It was like, yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's yeah. what Mark said. He's like, I can't, I can't make this yeah. work. It wouldn't. It, no one's paying 50 bucks to get and into this show. the fact show. of the matter is, for that money, if we did two shows, yeah. maybe. But we're not selling out two shows with them. You're not selling out one show with them. Right. A couple WATP fans will be there, like, getting a... a Goof in the corner, but other than that, there'll just be guys with poster board signs that say "Hot Carl." That's all it's going to be. (laughs) Band practice guy's going to show up. We're flying him in, and like the the agent is like a like a a sub agent, so like he has access to people, but like he's not like these guys. Maybe he's John's main booker. No, I don't think so because John just went on a show recently and said. I'm going to start booking my own gigs. Ah. Uh, yeah, John's decided that this guy's not doing a good job of representing him, Vinny, which I, you might agree well, with. I will say this. Dante really tried really hard. And nice guy, nice guy, tried really hard to tell me, like, what a killer John was. Yes. He said it multiple times. John's a killer. <laughs> He's a killer. And let me tell you, you're going to love stu- You're going to love Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's great. John's a killer. And, like, Dunkelman... <laughs> I got no beef with Brian Dunkelman. Yeah, he's funny. I think Brian Dunkelman's a great comic and a great guy. Yeah. No beef with him at all. I don't even have beef with John other than you entertain me to no end, and I'm apparently infatuated with you. Right. We're obsessed with him, obviously. It was just a little silly. Like, I'm not a moron, guys. I'm not a complete idiot. You could have had a deal. I don't don't think he would have followed through with that. As soon as he saw that he was going to Rochester, he might have... Well, no, I'm giving him too much credit. I thought that for a second he would know it was a goof. He'd still take the game. He would still take the game. Yeah, he wants to go to Gary, Indiana, for Christ's sake. He's like, "What's the comedy club there?" It's like, "John, you don't want to go to Gary, Indiana." It was sad, man. I feel bad. So Artie goofs on John because he just had played a comedy show that very few people had showed up at. (laughs) Let's call. Let's call all the people that were at your gig the other night. Let's go all the people. What? Let's go all the people that were at your gig the other night. I have their names oh. right here. <laughs> yeah, I know. You Jesse, fucking... buddy, pull those up. Oh, you're upset about that, Johnny? After the suicide? No. I'm How many people were at the big show the other night? At the at the stress? I already told you. Already. What are you, you going like? Well, not on the air. We're not on the air. Oh, 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 interesting. Okay, there were, uh, it was a Wednesday night. It was a rainy night. And it was me, Jim Florentine, who I promoted, right. Modi, as you know, right. Reverend Bob Levy, right. and no, it was only like 40, 50 people. So what? There was a lot of excuses at the front of that, weren't there? You noticed that? I did. And the sad part is, is that there were three comedians all funnier than John. Yeah. So if it was just John, how many people would have shown up? Yeah. That makes it worse, in my I opinion. Mean, Reverend Bob Levy's playing a firehouse tonight, probably, and they'll have 200 people there. Right. What dragged down? They're the going to leave angry, but they'll have 200 people there. You guys don't want to hear about me eating blue cheese out of a broad's ass? Dude, I went and saw Artie Lang in Buffalo. Yeah. This is back in Howard Stern heyday, where it was a packed theater. Carl had his Nerve 95.1 t-shirt on. I had my Nerve 95.1 t-shirt. Crows was there with me. It was, I think Kevin was there with us. It was a packed theater. Reverend Bob Levy opening for Artie Lang. Everyone in the crowd's just yelling out every Howard Stern reference that's, that you could possibly imagine. And Bob Levy, I feel bad because people have said, you know, Bob Levy will do your show. And all right, so just fast forward through this part. Bob Levy comes up, yeah. and his jokes are, and I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. This is his style of comedy. We're in a theater. Yeah. 
Look at this guy's shirt. Hey, stand up. No, you in the shirt. Stand up. Can you guys see this guy's shirt? That was the joke. I'm staring at you completely straight-faced. Right I'm now. not kidding with you. That was Reverend Bob Levy's level of comedy at that time. Now, was he on drugs? Of course he was. Sure. That I doesn't slow too. a lot of comedians down. <laughs> I know. I wasn't laughing. So I have a Bob Levy story. Please. Uh, years and years and years ago, at this point probably seven or eight, he uh, played the Joke Factory when I was uh, one of the, the showroom managers. Yeah. And uh, we were in charge of doing the marketing for it. And so uh, one of the posters that got made said, hey, Reverend Bob Levy, you've heard him on the opening Anthony show and the Howard Stern show. Yeah. He pulled me aside and he says, hey, listen, man, I really need you to take the Howard Stern show off of that. Oh, really? Yeah. He was told? He was yeah, told he can't use that? I think so. Because he used to host the roasts that they did yes, on Howard Stern when they came to Sirius XM, which were, by the way, brilliant. Yes. They had some of the best comedians on those roasts, and Bob I Levy, for some reason, hosted them. Zero animosity or bad feelings towards Reverend Bob Levy. I I'm sure he's, he's a great guy. guy. But I just was like, oh, it's one of those situations. Yeah. yeah. He had a falling out with those folks yeah, over he's there. Like, you got to take that off the poster. Oof. Like, I have a feeling he's going to call from a lawyer. Uh, did you play the Joke Factory in Rochester, New York? And you know they... what's weird about that, though, is that he was on Howard Stern. You can't say that you were on Howard Stern. He asked me to take it off. Speaking of name dropping, this is a great bit from this show where they're having a conversation because what happened was they were goofing on Southern John. So Southern John goes straight to, well, you tried to commit suicide. And he tries to make fun of him for drinking bleach, try to make fun of Artie Lang for drinking yeah. bleach and stabbing himself. And it doesn't go over really well. So then John... Great stuff, John. I know. So then John turns it into, well, no, I'm, I'm just concerned about you for some reason. So he's telling the story about how concerned he was about Artie. And this name drop comes out of nowhere. I, I I I called you when I heard that you know before the bleach and everything, and I said, Artie, are you all right? I've heard that you're like doing a shit, and you were like, I'm fine, John. Thanks for calling. We had a long, beautiful conversation. Interesting enough, which is so weird, it was I was on the way. I was actually in the parking lot to play golf with Bruce Jenner. I sure would. Wow, what does that have to do with this? After it was just, it was just, this was, <laughs> was after. This was yeah, what a name drop drink. that was. Well, it was pre Caitlin. But anyway, what does that have to do with me? It doesn't. It was just weird. That's where we you were. You were the after. famous guy. But that's where I was. And, By the uh, way, I was with somebody famous. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> John God. gets crushed throughout this episode. It's so great. God. And you know, Artie was just like, yeah, John, stabbing himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, John, they're, they're goofing on John. Everyone's having laughs around it. And John decides, I'm going to make this serious. And I want to talk to Artie about his suicide. And is he off drugs? And is he going to do it again? And at this point, Artie pleads with him to help him make his podcast interesting and funny. That's not what it's about, Artie. I care about you. What is well, it? Well, you're not. But the show's supposed to be funny. You're not being funny. Yeah, because I want to know. What is it? it? Because I want you to be funny. Be funny instead. Because this isn't a therapy session. All right. Well, I'm just... I'm, I just Tell I, your joke. Look. <laughs> Artie's literally asking his guest who bills himself as a comedian to be funny on his show. Can you please just be funny? We're trying to be funny on the show. Sorry I made fun of you. I know I goofed on you. And you, now you want to talk about my suicide as if this is a fucking therapy session, but it's not. Let's just tell jokes together or else what are we doing here? I still don't think he understood that. <laughs> no, John did not pick this up. 
Because then Tammy explains that, you know, John gets this. He actually was just with a suicidal person the other night. He was with a girl who tried to kill herself last oh, week. Oh, yeah. I don't even tell last No, so, no what, last night. wake up next to him? All I'm going to say. Who hasn't happened? thought about it? Have, yeah. you haven't, have you never thought about it? I'm just life? trying to say that what, I want you were the Artie girl to that tried to kill herself? <laughs> I want Artie to live. Were you with the girl who tried to kill herself? <laughs> yeah. What, did she have vision? Fucking Artie. Nailed it. Thank God, one person in that podcast is trying to make it funny. His joke was better than mine. I'm mad. It was, I know. That's I why when you said that, I was like, wait, I'm just going to pull it off here for you. Well done, Mr. Lang. You know what that means? It means it's time for... Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. This cringe of the week comes from our friend Brandon, who hosts a show called Shitty Song of the Week. And I'm in discussions with Brandon to be a, a guest on their show. But that has nothing to do with this. Gonna play some isotopes. Wow. Oh. All right. So uh, join us again next week. It might be the episode. <laughs> What's the matter? It's a comedy show. You can't take it when people oh, make a joke. Oh, Vinny, I think you gotta go, buddy. Don't you have a you gig can't or take something? It when people take a joke, you told me to come here and be funny, Carl. Where's I was your, just trying to be funny. On where's your gig tonight? Podcast. Where's your gig tonight? Syracuse. Boston. Syracuse. New York City. Syracuse. What's the name of the town you're playing uh, in? Brewerton. Brewerton. <laughs> All okay. right. Full disclosure: I am playing a firehouse tonight <laughs> with the rubber Bob Levy. With the rubber Bob Levy. He's unseating it. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, give it up for our headliner, <laughs> Vinny Paulino. I'm the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you actually come out with blue cheese. You're like, here you go. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna walk out to the ice topes tonight in your honor. I love you it. know I love your band. I don't you know why baby. you pick shitty music like that. I was just fucking with you. I know. So this is the cringe of the week, and there's a podcast out there called My Dog's Favorite Podcast. It sounds like this. Oh, by the way, this is not for dog owners. Like we've listened to shows that are for cat owners about cats. This is for dogs. Not the owners. Not the owners, the dog. Hello, you. I've got good news. Today is another lovely day. It makes me so happy to start the day off seeing your happy face. How lucky am I that I've been able to hang out with you before I have to head off. I'd stay here and stroke you all day long if I could. Now, I know you understand that I have to head out and get some chores done, but you know I'd much rather be here with you. All warm. And calm and cozy. But I know I can trust you to keep an eye on things here. Alright, I got to stop it. I'm hard now. That was incredible. But it's a zoo! I knew it! Hold on a second. This isn't a clip from your animal fucking it's not. <laughs> show. It's not a zoo file podcast. This is my dog's favorite podcast. That clip that you just heard, we played it for about 40 seconds or so. This is a five-hour-long podcast. You leave, go to work, and this is what you play for your dog. Some British guy with a shitty beat behind him telling that's your dog, I'm sorry, that's I gotta go. 80s porn music behind him. I don't understand how much someone would hate Can I dog. tell you what I've never told my dog? I wish I was at home stroking you. <laughs> I know, it got really sensual for a minute yes, there, didn't it? it? very odd. Got a little weird. Guy was really into his dog. Yeah. In a way that I'm not sure I'm thrilled with. All right. 
We haven't talked about Opie yet. Who? There's this guy named Greg Opie Hughes. Oh. He used to be on this radio show called the Opie and Anthony show. Oh. I don't want to play clips from his show. I haven't show. thought about that show. And so I'm just kidding. I don't want to play clips from his show. I heard that Vic Henley was on recently. Mike Sappho sent me a note. Vic Henley was on recently. People have asked me, we got to dissect Vic Henley a little bit more. I Mr. think that's Sasso, probably... I hope you're doing well. Sappho. Whatever. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. I want to talk more about Vic Henley because... You hate him. He, well, I don't hate him. I can't figure out why anyone would book him to be on their podcast. He's never said anything funny. Ever. Not once. By mistake, you'd fall into funny from time to time. Not this guy. Can't figure it out. Okay. So what about Vic? Well, I'm not going to talk about Vic this week. Okay. Instead, we're going to talk about Opie. We're not going to talk about Opie. We're going to talk about people talking about Opie. There's a show called Street Fight Radio. And somebody turned me on to this just today. And these guys decided to, when Imus passed away, which was a couple of months ago. Right around Christmas time, I think. Yeah. They went in and they listened to what Howard had to say, what Opie had to say, what Anthony had to say. And they actually, similar to WATP, pulled clips from these different shows and discussed their thoughts on Imus and what people were saying. So they decided to listen to Opie talk about Imus. And what's funny about this is that Opie's video about Imus is one of those typical ones where Opie's on the beach and he's just filming a sunset and talking. And just going, Carl, I miss you. And I miss you, Carl. That's what he's thinking. And it sounds like shit, and it's terrible, and Opie doesn't have a coherent thought in his head, so it's very difficult for him to actually entertain people with a podcast. But it's funny to me that they started off by listening because they wanted to know what his take was on Imus, and then when they realized how bad Opie's show was, they just started giving him career advice. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, holy shit, what's this guy doing? And this is their advice for Opie. Make like Imus. Again, this is Street Fight Radio. Like, Opie wants to pivot, and he wants to try this new thing. And I don't know if, like, his name is preventing him from getting a job in radio. But, like, it, I, the guy just, what he needs to do is start fresh in, on Long Island. I'll bet you WBAV would hire the guy back. And, 100%. Like, start fresh on Long Island. Don't talk about Anthony. Don't talk about Jimmy. Don't talk about Howard Stern. And, and like, just do a fucking, like, an entertainment radio show about, like, show business news and politics and shit, you know? That's a terrible idea. Yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. Opie is the worst person to do that. And, frankly... Don't you think they've already received an application? Yes, they've already reviewed it. He didn't get the interview. It didn't get past HR. That's an insane idea. They're saying that Opie's podcast is terrible, but where he would be good is on the radio talking about pop culture. No! Not even a little bit. Not even close! Nope. So they go on to talk more about why Opie got into podcasting and what he thought he was going to accomplish. And they're talking about how all these ex-radio guys who get fired look at these people who are really successful at podcasting and go, wow, this is like the wild frontier. Let's get into this. But I think that like some of these guys uh, want 
the freedom and they want the experimentation and they see people being successful doing it and they think that they can then parlay that because opie is like recording his podcast in fucking restaurants with (laughs) other customers there on a on like a yeti and he's like this is my experimental stuff i'm doing these like new experimental podcasts and it sounds like shit (laughs) i love it i love that rational people all come to the same conclusion about opie it's not working not even a little bit. it's terrible he's in a restaurant where people are just hanging out trying to eat and drink and he's podcasting for some reason well opie who obviously knows the business has decided to stay the course i know that's what's amazing about this despite the fact that no one's listening anymore everyone's goofing at him he's like i just gotta get over this hump and then everyone's gonna realize how brilliant i am Vinny, i just have a couple more I just, can i just say something though? yeah please um, fuck radio in I general i know why would anyone go back like, to radio right, exactly right here's the thing like if you could do an entertaining show you could do an entertaining show on a podcast. Right. He can't do an entertaining show. That's a good point. Why would you, going back to radio solve his problems? It wouldn't. Maybe his financial problems, but I think he's doing pretty well off. I'm just saying, like, if you follow anything at all, the most, the most successful radio company in America yeah. is billions of dollars in debt. Yeah, and losing money every day. Every day. There's, right. Radio is not the answer. And they've laid off everyone. They're right. not paying their talent. I got a guy who's been a radio producer for 30 years who works for me now. I was hoping you were going to talk about this. Weez's producer was let go by iHeartRadio. Yeah. I own him now. (laughs) And he works for Vinny now. Yeah. That's my That's That's where we're at with radio. Yeah. He answers to me. I love that. All right. Calm down. We're going to take that, Alan. We're getting a little bit too excited over there. So Opie is doing a show about Imus. And then veers off into goofing on Jim and Sam. You know, Jim and Sam took yeah. over the, his spot on Sirius. And I love these guys' reaction to this. So that was his parting shot at Jim and Sam. During his remembrance, the guy is a mess, right? Like, he is dis- he's just a destroyed person. Yes. You try losing your best friend. <laughs> he, he was a mess long before Carl Ruiz passed away. Yeah, you... you <laughs> listen... Do you know what it's like to not be able to get free Cuban food all the time? Oof, that's tough. It's tough. Well, you mean I can't just walk into the kitchen with a Zoom recorder? What's, what's your guy's problem? Carl wouldn't let me do that. I can't walk in and just insult the wait staff. Yeah. I sit there and wait for the chef to cook something for me. I can't call them racist names because they grew up in a country that's not this. All right. The last thing I want to play from these guys, the Street Fight Radio guys, is... They say this at the beginning of their segment where they talk about Opie. Because as I said, nobody cares about Opie except for me and you. Bullshit! How dare you? How dare you, sir? Do you not know that WATP has devoted thousands of hours to listening to and reviewing Opie Radio? What's the name of their podcast? It's called Street Fight Radio. Hey, dickheads, you're on a podcast. It's not a radio show. I want to say this, though. I don't want to make enemies with these guys. They have over 3,000 patrons. They're making $13,000 a month on Patreon. That, Listen, that guys, show you I'm just available. Heard. I'm available. Yeah. Vinny, I got a guy with 30 years of radio experience. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> Paulino from Comedy at the Carlson Cast. My name's Carl from WTP. 
We'd love to come on your show sometime. You know, we'd love to come on and talk about Opie. We can talk Opie. Howard, whatever you want to talk you about. You guys ever I heard of Stuttering John? We have thoughts. <laughs> you were throwing Stuttering John? We can talk about that. We love all things radio. We love street fight radio. We'll fight each other. We'll fight right on the show. We love it. All right. God, that's bad. I know. I couldn't believe that. I looked that up. I was like, oh, these guys have a big follow. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Street Fight Radio. What a good name. <laughs> um. Oh, Vinny. Yo. We've talked about almost everything we need to talk about. Almost. Almost. All right. I know that there's a very important thing we need to get to, and that is... The This is the part of the show where we talk about the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's episode. Vinny will not be here. You're welcome. I will. And this is what we're going to be reviewing. Oh, you got a gift, huh? I got you a gift, man. All right. Got a gift. You come with gifts, huh? Come with gifts, bring gifts. Bring gifts, huh? <laughs> oh, this fucking nuts, huh? This guy. This a, that's a surprise for my birthday. Uh, oh, it was your birthday? <laughs> it's like, this guy. It's coughing. That's your shit. You, oh, no, you, better, you better rock that shit. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hell, man. It's a little heist, man. Who, God damn. Came out that fast, huh? Yeah, that, that fast. fast. Who made this shit? You guys? Shit, we made this shit. Now, did you? Yeah. That's all yeah. good. What brings you in town? Shit, I live here. Oh, you live in Orange County? Yeah. Well, okay, cool. Do you know Hold what this on. is? No, but can I can I just point out that this clip can not only is also eligible to be the teaser and the cringe of the week <laughs> yes! at the same time. Yes. Go ahead. What who For is a it? number of reasons. This is Dennis Rodman's podcast. Ugh. This is a show called On the Rebound with Dennis Rodman. It's about relationships. I just want you to know that after listening to that, he could go on his show and discuss what Madonna's vagina looks like, and I still wouldn't listen after hearing that clip. Well, you wouldn't know what he was saying. That's horrible. You can't tell what he's saying. I don't think he knows what he's saying. Anyway, this is a suggestion that came in from my friend Drew Lane from the Drew and Mike show. He wants us to break down a lot of celebrity podcasts, and he's right about that. We should be, because these people are terrible at podcasting. Dennis Rodman can't even talk and he's hosting a podcast about relationships something that he's terrible at if you want to talk about <laughs> true if you want to talk about like pulling balls down from yeah, the boards talk to me about rebounding yes i'd be like all right this guy's averaging 25 a game i get it but relationships well you've had a lot He's had a few. You could tell me all about Carmen Electra. Dude, if I dated Carmen Electra for a fucking hour, I wouldn't shut up about it. Right. So I guess he's got me there. True. That's a good point. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Our friend Doug from Who's Right is going to be on the show. We'll be breaking down. I've never down. heard of him. Well, he's, he's got a show called Who's Right. Him and his friend Anthony, they talk about who's right. I don't know. I know who they are. I subscribe. I don't know what he's talking about. You know who I'm going to subscribe to is those uh, the Street cis fight guys, guys, the cis guys. Revenge of the cis. Revenge of the cis. You're getting a sub- you're getting a subscription from me, pal. I'm I've gonna... subscribed to their YouTube channel. They are phenomenal. I'll give that a watch. I'm looking forward to having them on the show in a couple of weeks. But the other thing that I'm really excited about is Vinny. You and I are starting a brand new podcast. Even after the show, we're going to continue to do stuff together. Oh, should we not? 
Well, was, I don't know. Was this a bad, was, was, I can't wait to see the Reddit comments. Yeah, on this episode. should we maybe like hold off on this until maybe this blows over? Or, <laughs> how do you think we should play this? Listen, it took a while for Chernobyl to blow over, so we might as well just go with the plan. All right, let's just fucking go with it. So, Vinny and I are doing a new podcast together called The Creep Off. Oh boy, oh boy! And I'm excited because this is a listener contest show. Correct. Listener interactive, big time. Vinny and I will be bringing who we think is the biggest creep each and every week, debating why our creep is the creepiest creep, and then the listeners can go on and vote. And the best part is, every week, you or I, one of us, will win a point that's awarded by the listeners. Correct. We're keeping score on this one. The first one of us to get to five points wins. Mm -hmm. The loser will have to spin the Wheel of Consequences. We're going to have a Wheel of Consequences? We're going to have a Wheel of Consequences. Uh, And you know what else? And you know what else I'm going to like? Yeah. Obviously, we get veto power on this, but we're going to... We would like you... And if you want to just start submitting to us the things that you feel should be on the wheel of oh, consequences, this is a bad idea. I'm all listening. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like Docs Carl, Docs Carl, Docs Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Every single thing on the wheel, like, fuck! <laughs> I won this week! What the fuck? Why is this yeah. happening? Yeah. But we're going to have so much fun with this show, man. It's going to be a short show. We're talking yep. about 15, 20 minutes an episode. Yep. We're going to get in and out. We're going to talk about some crazy people. And then we're going to let the listeners vote on who made a better case. And we're going to do our damnedest to make it entertaining for you. Well, don't say that. I'm not going going to to. try that hard. And that's why I'm going to get all the points. I still put a lot of work into WATP. I can't put too much work into this creep off What you ought to do is find a guy who got fired by radio and make him do all the work. (laughs) Yes! That's what you ought to do. Right! Why am I the one controlling all of this shit? Yeah. I'm not even good at it. Doesn't make any sense. But we're gonna do the show in my studio. Yeah, we're I'm gonna also do, very excited about that. We're gonna do it in a real studio. Are there gonna be webcams involved, or how's that work? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think audio? people want to see us. I don't want to see us. I definitely don't either. So. I'm mad that I'm looking at you now. I've been. Why did you come over? We could have done this over Discord. Why didn't we? Why didn't you just tell me that? Seriously, I could have done the show from home, dude. You had to drive eight minutes to get here. It's ridiculous. Disgusting. So I am excited to do the creep off with you. I me too. love. The, I love this idea. I used to do this as a segment on my old podcast years and years ago before I started working for a comedy Shoot club. Shoot to Thrill! And the Rochester show. Yes. Oh, boy. But I thought off. about bringing the Shoot to Thrill theme song for this show. I got to bring that back one of these the days. The one you wrote? Yes, the, oh. one I, the one I wrote and, and performed and sang, yes. I've never hated the sound of my own name more than when it came out of your mouth <laughs> singing. Vinny Paulino! You suck. <laughs> It was never used. It was no, never used. I didn't know how to tell you. I didn't know how to tell you. No, I think you told me pretty well. You're like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, all right. right. I tried. But you know what? I got to tell you something. Yeah. This show's going to be so much fun. We hope that you all will join us on it. And uh, Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll promote it a little bit. But also, Vinny hosts the Comedy at the Carlson cast, which is his podcast he puts out every single week. And he likes to interview whoever comedians coming through town. This week, I believe you had uh, YouTubers coming I, through No, town. they're real comedians. They are okay. a part of the Dry Bar Comedy Tour, yeah. which uh, is out of Utah. Very strange thing. Mm-hmm. Clean comedy show. These guys drop more F-bombs than most comedians I usually have on my show. On your show, they drop yeah. F-bombs, but not, not on, on the stage. their stand-up. Yeah, not on the stage. Interesting. Like, they're, they're good guys. I thought they got famous from, like, YouTube, though, no? Well, 
kind of. Drybar is like a YouTube channel mm-hmm. for comedians that do clean work. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Billions of hits, billions yep. of views. Yep. Um, my guest this upcoming week, Jamie Lissau. Oh, I uh, love Jamie. I love Jamie, too, very much. He's coming back into town. He uh, did a sh- did a, a video for them, and he yeah. really doesn't fit that mold either. No. But they're getting a lot of comics. It's pretty incredible. Good. So the next couple weeks, I got Jamie Lissau. I got Faison Love returning. Nice. And I got Pablo Francisco. I'm going to discuss oh, with sweet. him his epic meltdown. If you don't know anything about that, look up Pablo Francisco meltdown on YouTube. Don't tell him I told you that. All right. And uh, then Steve-O. So I got a pretty fun month coming up. Steve-O agreed to do the podcast. As far as I know. He's not big-timing you? No, man. Steve-O's cool. Is Sober Steve-O worth listening to? I got to be honest with you. I can't tell if he's sober or not. Okay. Just like I think there's been a lot of damage done. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be a fun month at the Well, Carlson that's exciting. Cast. Check out Comedy at the Carlson Cast with your host, Vinny Paulino. They do a great job over there. And please join us again next week because it might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense with vic hello hey vic how are you buddy how was the birthday party last week oh it was really good i held her for like too long and that fucker is like 20 pounds so I did some weightlifting. Sounded like Hardly. A real, sounded like a real story. Yeah, it was really interesting, Carl. It's a fucking one-year-old's birthday party. What do you want me to say? Like, I fucking stole, like, five cupcakes on my way out. Like, what else is there to say? Well, you could say sorry for missing your segment at WATP. Oh, go fuck yourself, For Carl. a one-year-old. You miss so many shows. I miss shows. Absolutely. I mean, I was up vomiting one night, and then I let uh, Kaya and Doug take over the show and talk about people who are attracted to uh, children sexually. <laughs> Frankly, that, that was, was a good move. Episode. It was a yeah. good move. That was hard to listen to, that show. I mean, WTP in general. <laughs> right. Is what I'm More so than to. usual. Vic, have you, oh, did you have any things that, you wanted, that people wanted to ask? Yeah, anything? did they submit questions? Yeah, yeah, is Carl depressed is one of them? Are you depressed? Carl, when are you going to divorce Jen for Vic? Uh, is he gay? Carl, why are you such a dick? Yeah, Croach, I think you know the answer to that. Vinny is being held captive. Should we call 911? Yes. Oh, the Boba Fett skateboard. Yeah. Why do you have a Boba Fett skateboard? 
Well, did you see the thumbnail? It all goes back into the is he gay question. Did you see the thumbnail I use? I also have a Stormtrooper and Han Solo. Okay, but like a skateboard, Carl, you're going to break your fucking hip, you old man. (laughs) (laughs) It's still in the package. I'm not actually skateboarding on it. Okay. It's a collector's item. Vic, do you have some new reviews that have come through or old reviews we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, I do. I missed a week, so I have a couple. Great. Um, so this first one is trash. I've listened to 80 episodes, and I must say that this is trash. The tease and voicemail is the only reason I listen, and it's ruined by the Discord in recent episodes. One star. And that's actually five stars. So- I have a feeling that they're saying that you're the one ruining these segments. I really hope so. Ruined the- by the Discord. I think that's code for Vic. Soul. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, I'm really upset because no one has mentioned me like in the review. So I don't know, man. <sighs> You think she could ruin a segment? You should see her at a one-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> I believe oh, it. No. Um, you actually got like quite a few one and two-star reviews as well. I noticed that. There's what a... the fuck is a two-star review? I know. I know. That person hated me the most. It was so weird. <laughs> and that honestly, maybe that's like the biggest f you. It is because like if they write something really scathing and give you the two-star, you're going through listen. it. Right. You just go one-star, 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 yeah, yeah. two-star, right? And then go ow. My yeah, soul. it did hurt me a little bit. Anyway, awesome. go ahead, Vic. Really, Hold the two-star... Okay, the two-star said, do not recommend. No bueno, and that's fucking it. How did that hurt? Because it's two stars, like Vinny said. It's such a weird number to give. It's definitely not average. It's below average. But it's not like they're someone who goes on and just gives one stars to everything like everybody else does. They're saying, it's not worth your time. <laughs> Right? Okay. That's how I interpreted that. Yeah, I agree with Carl. I think they just pick random numbers. Um, This next one is Come Up With Your Own Show. Two guys who sit around and find reasons to rag on current and successful podcasts can be called entertaining, but only to insecure people. Regular listeners probably enjoy getting together with other people to make fun of people they are not with or are not in their quote-unquote group. One star. I read that one, too, and I was thinking about the Discord, and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I've seen what these people talk about. I think these people are reviewing you fairly. <laughs> yeah. So far, so far, I don't have any qualms about this. Yeah. Good segment, Vic. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> um, worse podcasts than they review. It would actually be funnier to listen to the podcast themselves and make your own riffs. One star. See, that's where they're wrong. They're very, very wrong there. I don't know. I, don't, I think that they might be right. If they listen to the, the, like Seamus' podcast... And just sit around with their buddies and ripped on them. It might be funnier than listening to us rip on. Well, them. here's what I'm going to advise the listeners to do. Yeah. One thing: do not listen to the Stuttering John podcast because you will become infatuated. <laughs> we all do it. It's just you can't help it. <laughs> it's like that movie. What's the movie? The Ring. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. You will be dead in five days. <laughs> yes. We're all going to die. The, the Stuttering John YouTube video. Can you please send me that re-edited thing of his? YouTube video just going completely crazy. I could listen to that over and over. It's again. amazing. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Pump that in your car. All the hot honeys will be coming up to you. I might drive to Brewerton. <laughs> <laughs> You're like outside of Syracuse. Syracuse. Ah, uh, it's Brewerton. Outside of Syracuse. Leave me alone. You're such a bully. All right. What else you got? 
Vic. Um, I have one last one. Uh, not a funny show with very smart people, or with not very smart people, excuse me. I'd love for someone to review their podcast because it's so bad. Very poorly researched, and please stop using the R word throughout the show. One star by uh... Podlover12345. So he's probably retarded. <laughs> that's that's my takeaway too. Yeah, I, I would guess not because they did get the one, two, three, four, five correct. I they love, did get that part. I love when somebody comes in and they have all these issues with the show. Well, you know, this thing, that thing, and then it's like, also, I don't like the words they use. Like, oh, so that's what it is. Okay, yeah. now I get it. Well, I don't know, Carl. You haven't used cunt in like a long, long, long time. You should have heard it when the mics were off when he said <laughs> she's coming to do that segment again. <laughs> that's fair. Holy shit. Fair enough. Um, I also brought in a couple of my favorite texts that I got. Oh, great. Uh, since my phone number is in the Patreon. Yeah, so I should set this up real quick. If you become a member of the WATP Patreon for as low as $5 a month, you can get Vic's actual phone number. Call her, text her. She will respond. She's that desperate for attention. And I'm excited that you're going to finally start reading some texts to us. What do you got? Um, well, this, this one, it was really weird. Cause he was like, Hey, you're, I think he called me like a, a retard or something. And then like 24 hours later, I get a picture of a fish, like a grocery store packaged fish. And he said, oops, wrong person. <laughs> That's actually pretty brilliant. Did yeah. you, did you, re- do you respond to these texts? Um, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Okay. The picture, the, or the picture of the fish, I didn't really <laughs> You fucking to. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. That, that was, was good. the best thing you've ever done on yeah, the that show. Yeah, was, that was Vic's best, best joke. Yeah, you peaked. Congratulations. Thank you, Vinny. Ah, shut um, up. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to have me on as a guest on your stupid fucking podcast? I'd rather die. Oh, me too. Um, you got to call my producer. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, fuck. Um, someone said I'll never be as cool as band practice guy. He's pretty right. Someone texted you that? Yeah. I get some pretty fucking, like, most oh. of them are like, hey, like, you did shit on the podcast segment. I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, Our listeners do not know how to hit on girls at all. They don't. They're referencing uh, fucking think- voicemailers. <laughs> That's not how you're going to win over a girl. Well, band practice guy is pretty cool. He is pretty cool. So, I agree. I agree with that. I got to be honest with you. This is not what I was expecting to hear that she was getting. Like, I know. I didn't expect she'd be getting pictures of fish. Yeah, I know. This is weird. This is weird so far. All right. What else you got? Or maybe she's actually never seen a penis and thought it was a fish. That's possible. <laughs> that could be it, too. That's possible. It was a picture of a weird fish. How many um, cockpicks have you gotten from WATP listeners at this point? None. Someone sent me a picture of like a, a, a breed of deer called a dick dick, but that's the closest I've gotten. Okay. Wow, what respectful people listen to this show. <laughs> so we, I am absolutely floored. Or, or a lot of small penises. Because a guy with a small penis is not texting a picture of his penis to people. Well, you, the trick is you got to have... Good scale. Correct. You have to figure out the scale. Correct. I actually own quarters that are the size of pins. Oh. Yeah, try it. Smart. You're a guy who's had this problem before. Oh, yeah. No, I got to figure it out, buddy. I set that down on the table, and it just looks like a... <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. What else that you got? That was an awful noise. Um, someone said, good job. I, th- I said, thank you, cunt. Uh, and then he said, don't get full of yourself. Jesus. So... <laughs> Can't even and accept then, the compliment. 
I did get a positive one. Um, he said, I'll take you to Gary, Indiana, if you give me a chance. And I didn't respond. You didn't respond to that? That's one that you should have. That, that one could have gone somewhere. That one might have been John. He's like, I got a club date at Gary. <laughs> We're going to have a club, club date. <laughs> you sound c- c- cute. Yeah. Uh. So that's, you know, that's all the texts that really need anything. All the other ones are fucking weird and just like, oh, hey, retard. How you doing? Has, have you made any friends through this? Yeah. I don't want friends from this. Yeah. Good answer. So right. if you haven't had enough Vic yet, Vic also called into the voicemail line and she was angry at the time. God, more oh, attention for you. What the fuck? What the fuck? Am I your fucking secretary now? I can't fucking believe it right now. I got a fucking text like 20 minutes ago that's like, oh, Carl released his fucking same bonus episode as Dick. What the fuck do you expect? What the fuck do you expect? Carl's a lazy motherfucker. Do you think he wants to fucking put up fucking millions of dollars? What the fuck do you expect? And then Carl, am I your fucking secretary? What the fuck is that? I love you all. <laughs> all right, so Vic, you cut out there for a minute. What, what were you talking about? Do you remember? I literally don't remember that voicemail. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I need you to give me Vic's number before you leave. I'm going to send yeah. her the weirdest text message I could come up with this week, and I want to see if she can figure out if it was me. Are you going to send her shit that Woody Battaglia sends to his Wh- fans? Who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You could see my state- statement about it in the Rochester City newspaper. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Oh, good. Vic strikes me as the kind of gal that gets blackout drunk a lot. Like, I'm a, a guessing that she literally does not remember leaving that voicemail. That checks out. She doesn't remember the one-year-old's party. That's true. They probably gave her a bag of potatoes and put her in a chair. She's like, I have the baby! <laughs> oh, he's so I, I cute! I've actually ever gotten blackout drunk, but I, I just, I'm retarded and I don't have a good memory. Wow, you just lost a lot of points with our listeners. With the R I know. word. Here's a guy who wants to uh, chat with us about Stuttering John. What's up, guys? Uh, I just heard uh, you playing my clips on the podcast about uh, I'm the hater who listens to Stuttering John, so you guys don't have to. And I listen religiously because I hate that motherfucker. Um, would love to talk to you guys about how bad he uh, is. Uh, You're doing it right now, buddy. In life. He sucks. Is he masturbating? Um, <laughs> um, in his career, and he certainly sucks in a podcast. So. Dick Madison had a bit where you had to decide if someone was, had just been exercising or if they were jerking off while leaving a voicemail. This one it could go either way. Well, I'm just going to say this. It's really amazing to me how many infatuated fans John Melendez yeah, has. People are, people are into it. They just love I'm not him. not sure uh, how I connect with you guys. I listened to his one he did uh, on the YouTube live. I actually was putting in comments on his channel. And we commend you. He had 82 listeners, and 81 of them just wanted to freaking blast that freaking fake Mensa. I killed it on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. That motherfucker didn't kill anything. He sucks. Um, but I would love uh, to... to to be like a weekly contributor about uh, how bad Stunning John sucks. 
I'm trying to remember the, the worst things he said uh, this weekend. <laughs> it's not a great audition. YouTube live chat. You can bring him on, on like, the new Saturday. podcast, Carl. Um, I'll probably run out of tape, so I'll call you back. I think about it. There. I think you should think about it. I mean, yeah. it can't be worse than Vic. Oh, come on. I wanted to tell this guy. He wants to come on and be a contributor. It's happening, dude. There it's, it is. it's happening. That's there it why is. there's a voicemail line, sir. You just did it. You nailed it. He called back later. I'd really love it if a human being would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk into these machines, but no one's talking back. He called back a day or two later. And Shocker. Said, and said, that, well, he called back a bunch of times, but this is the, other, the one I'm going to play. What's up, guys? King of stu- all stuttering John haters here calling you again. Um, I'm sure you're way ahead of me, but I listen to stuttering John shit test so you guys don't have to with my updates and the last two YouTube live episodes he's done, um, which always amazes me that he would actually do something live because out of his 76 listeners, 75 fucking hate him and you're to use that joke destroy him the whole time you just want to make sure you heard um, it i guess but anyway yeah uh, you'll have multiple things to pick from his youtube live shows um the other thing there's a snippet of his uh awful stand-up that he's been trying to block from people for years now floating around the internet with him playing uh at a barbecue joint some I think he's blackout drunk. Yeah, California desert. He I want to play that whole clip because I, I must have put it on the board for a reason. But there's just zero energy there. It's I would rather listen to Ti show again. Yes. Now listen, hold on, <laughs> sir. Fact of point here. Try breathing before you start a sentence. <laughs> you know, Not after every goddamn word, sir. Jesus Unless you're attached Christ. to a machine, there is no excuse for that. I poor Vinny checked out immediately when I started playing that voicemail. You just started fidgeting with shit. Your phone's out. You're so bored. That guy stinks. Yeah, I know, man. You got to bring a little bit of energy to the show. <sighs> Listen, Carl. I've been podcasting for three hours straight, and I sound like uh, I have more shit going on. Oh my god! Listen, I know you just talked about stuttering John for an hour and a half, but. <laughs> You know, he did a YouTube video that wasn't very good. I thought I'd let you know. Why don't you call in when he does something good? How about that? When um, Stuttering John does something good, call yes. us. We'll have you on the show when Stuttering John becomes famous again. I'm trying to get on that mass sing- singer show. <laughs> the mass singer. <laughs> Can you imagine Jenny McCarthy's like, I bet it's Stuttering John. I bet it's Stuttering John. Let me tell you something. If I were him, there's only one song I'd have him sing. What's My that? Generation or Betty and the Jets. Very good. Betty and the Jets. It'd be perfect. All right. This is a guy who points out something that I say a lot that you actually said today. Did not. On the show. Carl, you give me a fucking aneurysm every time I listen to this goddamn podcast. Every time. Every time somebody else has the same, the same clip that you do on their board, you're all like, Oh, I had that one, too. Oh, I had that one, too. Like, you need a little ass pad, because you can also point out the funny things in a podcast. You remind me of fucking Maddox. All right, I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel bad now. He's right. I did. Well, I do it all the time. Right. And I listening to that made me reflect. I'm like, why do I do that? There's a reason for it. 
it's because I'm trying to buy myself time to look for my notes. Because when I play somebody else's clip, I don't know what number it correlates to my notes. Solid point. So I say, oh, I had that clip. And meanwhile, I'm looking through, like, what number was that? So I know what I wanted to say about it. I really like how you're tearing down the curtain and pretending to be organized. That's very good. Vinny, I'm nothing if not organized and drunk. Um, All right. Here's another voicemail. Hey, Carl. Monday morning quarterback here. You should have signed off on that Dick Masterson episode with Sleep With, everypony. That would have been funnier. That would have been a wittier thing to say than Sleep Well, everybody. All right, so we're giving one voicemail caller a good job. Gold star props. Well, anytime someone points out that I'm not as good as I should be, I'll play it on the show. It's why Vic actually has a segment on the show now. I thought that was because of the drunk laziness again. Possibly. All right. Very possible. Are you rethinking this whole creep off podcast that we were going to do? Um, you looking at me very differently now. Than I, we were I, I'm going. I'm rolling with Vic for the first episode. <laughs> we should. We should get her on there. Actually, I'm taking Battaglia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win that one. Hey, listen. I can't wait to see the Reddit stream when you guys Google this kid right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you spell that? Woody, uh, what is it? B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-A. He's having a bad couple days, kids. One of the things that I do on WATP is I watch the Sabres game. If they play a Saturday afternoon game, which they do like, I don't know, 10 or 12 times a year. Sure. I'll be watching the game while doing the podcast. People love it. Bull fucking shit, Carl. No one, no one cares about Sabres updates. I definitely don't. Fuck. Only people in Rochester. Listen, buddy. I get notes all the time that that's what people listen for. They want to know when the Sabres scored, what's the score of the game, how much time was left in the third period. These are important things people need to know. Here's why I listen. I want to make sure that Obi didn't get good. <laughs> I want to make sure that the Sabres are played. Yep. And I want to know how to pronounce words and grin like an idiot. That's why I listen. We do all of that for you, buddy. I love you. You're the best. Vic, if you had to point out who your rival is on WATP, who would that be? Oh, fuck. Um, probably band practice guy. I'd fight him. Interesting. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe you'd say Franny. Because it <laughs> seems like you and Franny have a thing. And of course... Your number one celebrity caller, Fran Drescher? Yes, Fran Drescher called into the show again. Good. Hey there, Carly Poo, it's Franny. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I haven't called in for a while. It's I've been fine. pretty busy getting fucking killed by Nico's pedophile. I, I, I decided I just needed to take a little bit of a break. Uh, I actually vacationed in uh, Wuhan, China uh, about a week ago. It was actually pretty nice. <laughs> I heard it was a good time of year there. I uh, I did get raped once. The guy's penis was pretty small, though, so didn't really have to worry about feeling it in the morning. But <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Uh, my, I, I think... <clears throat> oh, I hope it's not throat cancer again. Uh, anyway, I'll... Uh, I'll try calling on again soon and uh, <laughs> check your DMs later. I sent you a little bit of eye candy. <laughs> I love you, Carly Pula. I'll call you back later. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Vic, you know that they have uh, coronavirus in California, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's right there. I'll probably get it by next week. No problem. You know what grinds my gears? What grinds I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, if any of you do stand-up comedy at all and you're working your way up the ranks, yeah. and I hear you do a coronavirus with a lime joke, yeah. I will murder you yeah. with an axe. Well... You should... I went to an open mic for the first time in like a year. Oh, that's right. You told me And I heard that. three people do no. a joke. Oh, sorry. I digress. I get so sad. <laughs> I get so sad when comedy's bad. I went to a bar in New York City a couple weekends ago, and they had, you know, they had those like glow-in-the-dark signs where you write their drink specials on it. It was a drawing of a bottle of Corona with like a virus thing around it. You're all so witty. Yeah, guys. That's the joke that's obvious. You shouldn't use that one. Correct. It's not good. I want to hear more about this open mic. Was it as bad as the voicemail segment of WATP? It's about the same energy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Listen, I'm not going to... I couldn't even believe the host of this thing, man. Like, I couldn't even believe how bad... It was. And I was just like, I have like three new bits I'm working on. I yeah. just wanted to get some shit out of my mouth. How did you do? Fine. You didn't need it. I got laughs. Okay, good. I just don't understand like what is passing. Whatever. This I'm, next guy. I'm you... old and cranky. All the comedians I loved are dead. All right. Here's a voicemail. Apparently the podcast that we did that's a bonus episode about zoophilia is not something that people enjoyed. <laughs> Carl, 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 Carl. Listen, buddy. Love the show. I do. I listen every week. Uh, I, I'm about a half hour into the recent bonus episode with uh, Dick Masterson. Love the stuff you do with him. You guys have great chemistry. Um, but, buddy, I can't listen to another episode of people talking about sucking dog dicks or fucking minors. Can we do something only slightly less disgusting the next time? Maybe like Pussy. Conan O'Brien's show or something <laughs> along those lines. Something that's only a little bit worse. A serious coconut podcast. Like, just not sucking dog dicks, dude. Come on. Anyway, I'm going to keep listening, but like, you know, I don't respect myself. So you could do us a favor a little bit. Maybe throw us a bone for a week or two. Not a dog bone. Or a dog boner and just give us something a little bit better, man. Come on. Anyway, keep up the good work. I don't want to hear any more of those shows about icky stuff. People having sex with adult women. I don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> Honestly, I've heard this a lot from people that these shows where it's just despicable people, it's not really in the same league as like Opie sucks at podcasting. Well, tune into the creep off. You're really going to enjoy it, folks. Creep off is where we can talk about all these things. That's where it's at, baby. Yes. I am going to get away from these people who fuck children and dogs. I think that's enough of that. Probably so. Vic, will you still listen to the show even though we're not going to talk about those subjects anymore? Uh, Only if Franny keeps calling in. Uh, Franny's dying. (laughs) Sorry, hon. (laughs) Franny's not going to be with us much longer. Hate to break the news to you. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> All right. Here's more about dog snatches. Dude's eating dog snatch on WATP. <laughs> That's a good one. That was very funny. All right. Well done. One more voicemail to play. And 
what happened was the Sabres were, they're out on the West Coast. They were playing the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday night. And I get a tweet from someone who says, I will bet you $10. Either you subscribe to my Patreon or I'll subscribe to yours. That the Avalanche win by two goals or more. So that to you sports bettors out there means I'm taking the Sabres plus two. Right. Which is a ridiculous bet. You should not make that. So I'm like, all right, I'll take that bet. And the Sabres lost by one. Mm-hmm. So I won my bet. And I'm very happy about this. Carl. What's up, dude? It's DC. I'm that shit with that made you that bet for two months worth of patronage. If the Avs beat your fucking lame-ass Sabres by two on a night when the Sabres were only half that shitty. <laughs> anyway, dude, I haven't been a patron of you for more than 12 hours now, and I've already exhausted all your bonus content. So, Did fuck, you call man. Vic yet? If you want to keep me in April, <laughs> better start creating some content or come up with a better bet. Although, I guess you only have two games in April before the Sabres season is over. So, we'll see about that. That's a Don't call me back. Making... Just tweet me. Your uh, Muppet voice doesn't come through in the tweets. Later. That's a we're not making the playoffs joke at the end there to you non-hockey fans. I think that's interesting because what this person is saying is I reluctantly became a patron because I lost a bet. And then within 12 hours, listened to every minute of content that we put out. Apparently. Yeah, you're the problem. Huh? Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. <laughs> apparently we have some good content on there. You should sign up for our Patreon. I mean, Vic, obviously, you're a subscriber to our Patreon, right? Yeah. I like that she lies like that. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the, it's the yes and that I like about Vic. She understands improv. It's the yes oh, and that I like about so, Vic Carl. and hate about improv. It's amazing. <laughs> right. Vic, thanks so much for joining the show. Vinny, thank you so much for coming over. Uh, you're welcome. Good luck at your gig tonight. Brewerton. I'll leave everybody with this fun clip. Oh, hold on. Before you do, yeah, uh, we want your ideas for the wheel. Yeah, creep off. Yeah, we need you ideas for wheel. Tweet them at me at Vinny Paulino. I will compile the list. I literally have a wheel that you spin with mm-hmm. dry erase marker that we can write all these in, and we'll film the actual spinning of the wheel. Yeah, and It'll we'll also legit. film the consequences. Yeah, I'm not doing. Your suggestion was I, it was just washing an a car in a speedo. Loser has to wash the other person's <laughs> car in a speedo. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. Why not? Asshole. Are you ashamed of your body? Yes. A. Yes. And B. Do you know what people would do with that footage? Just <laughs> uh, yourself before Carl. It's fine. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get a little bit of a chub going. Yeah. Just take one of those four empty beer bottles you have in front of you, stick them in your speedo. There's six. Let's not exaggerate. I'll leave you with this from our friend Seamus. This story is about a place that me and my family have just recently drove through, and I've been a resident of Indiana for most of my life, and this story is simply called Gary, Indiana. Today's story comes from Shadow Dorman. That's Shadow, D-O-R-M-I-N. On Creepypasta, 499 views, rated 4.5 by 18 users with three comments. It's simply called Gary, Indiana. Everyone has probably heard about Gary at some point in their lives, whether through passing conversation, travel guides for the worst destinations in America, or just because the Jackson 5 live there. Hell, there's a thread here on Reddit every other week about how awful the place is. If you're somehow uninitiated, Gary 
has around 78,000 residents. They also have one of the highest murder and crime rates around. The place was booming around 1960, but since then has lost over half the population and everything is rotting. Everyone thinks that Area 51 is where the government keeps all the secret stuff. The UFO stuff they think is there is child's play compared to Gary. This is where the government keeps the big guns. Shit not even presidents gets to know about. When I was there, the two big projects were genetic manipulation and interdimensional travel. They were making monsters and bringing them in from elsewhere. They managed to keep it all secret because nobody wants to go to Gary anymore. Everyone in the town itself is paid by the government, employed to make the place look as awful as possible. They're basically given free reign to run amok as they please, murdering and maiming whoever they want. This is why so many people go missing in Gary. They want to make sure to keep the idea that you shouldn't go there so some agents will set up road traps around the town to catch travelers. The poor souls that get captured either get used in the experiments or get fed to them. What a weird story that was. I, uh, I did enjoy it, though. Really weird. Very, very strange, and it just makes me wonder who is this guy. He said he didn't, he's not American. We can, we can be assure, assured of that because he said uh, lift instead of elevator. I have heard many uh, stories about people going to Gary and getting lost and an uh, officer or somebody stopping them and rerouting them. But the thing is, these people have came back home, you know, like they live to tell me the story about being turned around in Gary. <laughs>